Live. Yo, bring this up. Uh, right, yeah. you can hear me, yeah. Yeah, can you yes. hear me? Hold on. Tip of egg. Right. Yeah, I mean, jingle bells, mate. The bells still jingle. Oh, fuck that shit, man. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> the bells still. Jingle, ladies and gentlemen. The bells still jingle. We are live and direct right here. It's 2022. What's going on, bitches and bitchettes? All right, you might need to... Let's mute, mute our guests. Oh, shit. Hold right, on so what's happening, in case you haven't noticed, uh, yeah. Mice is bad, in another bad. country. This is an international Maybe. show now. We're going international with this. So um, I'm in England. Mice is in... Uh, France. I'm in France. I'm in Bordeaux. You know, I so, where is my? Uh, I have my red wine attached to my hip. <laughs> quoi. You know, at all times you have to have your red wine, or you are not so in France. Might be, you know, what do you it's think good. of my friends? You've, you've uh, learned the language pretty well, I think. Strong. Yeah. I mean, I can translate for the man. <laughs> I can translate still. <laughs> Right, what do you man need? Ah, oh, shit. Let me sort out my lighting. Yeah, there you go. That's more like it, isn't it? Oh, that's better. Yeah, yeah, that's better. See yeah. the stars in my eyes. Yeah, so... What's going on, mother lovers? We want to welcome everybody back, man. We appreciate all you guys tuning in, as always. Um, we've been off air for... What has it been about? Just maybe a month or yeah, maybe probably, a little yeah, bit longer? Yeah, couple um technical hitches so we couldn't get back straight away but um we appreciate everyone tuning in as always i am your co-host live and direct via satellite <laughs> i've always wanted to say that even though it yes. is kind of technically satellite yeah live and direct via satellite i am your host mice diggy with my co-host as always dan dna good, yeah. what's going on bro yeah, good it's a bit weird actually because you're normally sitting about you normally sit it is in weird, isn't it? I could, we could, we could high five like from where we normally, but now yeah, you'd need some long mm. arms to high five. Well, I can, you know, if I if I decided like I wanted to, you know what I mean? Like I wanted oh, to venture oh, in. Hold on, hold on. Is it this way? <laughs> no, I've cut your window down. Hold on, hold on. Right, <laughs> try, try. Uh, no, okay, no, right. wait, wait, wait. Is it like this? Can you cut? Oh, there you are. <laughs> <laughs> is it? It did, I can't see. It didn't work for me, but yeah. If I wanted to join you. <laughs> yeah, this is the magic of technology now, boy. I'll tell you that. It's beautiful, man. It's a shame it's, you know, 
old Microsoft, very weird. William. But you know, yeah. But it's funny because everyone that all the hype is on the Zoom thing, but you realize like right, Skype can do the Zoom thing yeah. for free. Do you know what I mean? But yeah, I, I don't blame people because like, no man, Bill Gates, but yeah, it still works, man. So yeah, we're back with another podcast. Another episode. This is episode number 31 of some shit you might not never know nothing about. That's right. Every week we try and bring you some uh, intense, you know, well, not necessarily intense, but we try and give you some news, something that you might not never know nothing about. And this week we got a very special guest, man. The beautiful thing about like doing this is that, you know, we get to speak to um, a bunch of different people. Some people that I've known for years as well, but the only conversations we have are usually in a um, jam, you know, when there's loud music and that person's rushing to do something else and I'm, you know, pro- I might be performing or maybe I'm hanging out, but, you know, we're both not, it's not a time where we can sit down and actually chat and get to know each other and what, you know, so what I love about this is there's so much history with people that now we can catch up and we can sit down and we've got a couple hours to really mm. chat and catch up on stuff. Um, so, yeah, I'm looking forward to this, man. we got got... Um, we are a hard-working mother lover by the name of Theo Specconi, man. Uh, he holds down Hoochinu, um, UKHH.com, um, also the rapper tag for UK, um, as well as Receptor Records. And I, I feel like I've missed something else out, but yeah, we're going to be chatting to him a bit later on. Um, so I'm looking forward to that. But right now, we've got some catching up to do. Of course, we've got to shout out all the crew in the chat room already. Let us know if our sound is right, because, you know, we obviously learn from our own mistakes and we check, make sure we check the comments <laughs> before we get too excited. Happy New Year to my brother, PLK. What's going on, bruv? He says, Happy New Year and all that. Early start, just sticking kettle on <laughs> back soon. All right, he's probably got his tea back. I see what you're talking about there. When you're talking about tea, you know, I know what you mean. Shout out to Gleam. He says, Welcome back, Kings. Yes, bruv. Shout out to Kenny Rebel. He says, Big up, everyone. Crew. All joining us right about now. We appreciate you. Shout out to Chris Lahat. What's going on, bruv? Shout out to you more. I hope I said that right. You know what I mean? I've been practicing over my Christmas dindins. How was you lot's Christmas and New Year's, by the way? Did uh, people get to enjoy it regardless of the restrictions that seem to happen? Did you party it like, did you party up like <laughs> Boris did last year? I, I don't even know why we got to rant and rave and go crazy about what my man did last year, let alone the year before that. But it's like, come on, man, you, <laughs> you've got to dwell on that. Everyone's realizing now, like, well, I should have actually gone to my nuns or I should have gone to party or I should have yeah. gone. Like, hey, that's you, man. Guy lies about one thing, but tells the truth about another. Huh? <laughs> mm. That really makes sense. Um, so, yeah, let us know what you got up to during your Christmas and New Year's. How Good, yeah, you, I've just realised uh, we've still got a Christmas message in the bottom of the screen, so I'm just going to get rid of it. Hold on, here you go. <laughs> I told you that, I said to you that's a very Christmas. Now, what was funny though is the music has still got the jiggles, man. Shout out to Black Eyed Style for sorting out the jiggles. You know, it... It was so good we had to do it twice. <laughs> just think about every day's Christmas from now on. We might just leave it like that. How about that, yeah? We're going to speak to... Um, uh, uh, one of our favourites, uh, listener favourites, is um, Mem DVG, and uh, hopefully we can get a breakdown on um, you know the origin, the origins of like why we celebrate Christmas. Um, oh wow, my lighting's gone off. Yeah, why we celebrate Christmas at the time we do? Why do we call it the New Year when technically it's not really the New Year, is it? You know what I mean? Like, 
spring is the new year. That's when things Yeah, that's true, yeah. So it would be good to find out a bit more about that. Um, so I'm looking forward to that. But yeah, you know, we're here now. Um, yeah, so how did yours go, man? Shout out to Black Einstein as well. Even though he says Merry <laughs> Christmas. <laughs> shout, to D- shout to DJ Locke in the building. He says, bonjour. Actually, it is bonsoir because it is nighttime, my friend. You have to, you know, if you are going to speak French, you have to do it properly like this. Like, sorry, like this. This is how you speak French. I was just pissing <laughs> by. <laughs> I'm telling you, being out here, though, like, and hearing them, because obviously the French like practicing their English on me, innit? They're like, if you're English, then they want to speak, oh, I'm sorry for my English, but they want to practice in that. And then you realize, like, how genius um, the show yeah. LOLO was. It was genius because the, the way that words are pronounced, you know, it really does come across like that. Yeah. Like I was pissing by and. You know what I mean? Where yeah. you're like, wow. <laughs> they the maddest thing is trying to explain to them, though, the show. Hello, hello. Like, I've done it probably, you know, I've been touring with these mm. guys now, Smokey Journey Kid, for like five years or six years or something. And they never quite get it. I'm always trying really? to explain hello, hello. <laughs> I bet they find that the well idea of the accents being. <laughs> no, yeah, but you because... don't understand how funny hello, hello yeah, is. They probably do, it. Just, no, really it's like... funny. You've got to watch it. It's funny. I, I know they take the piss out of you. It's funny. <laughs> <laughs> it's true, yeah. Yeah. But now, nah, but what I do to style it, I go, yeah, because the Germans, they do it with the Germans as well. <laughs> I guess you know, that doesn't make it any better, innit? Like, oh, yeah, so you, you lot with your onions and your stripy tops and your berets and then them lot with their marching and they're all this. Yeah, they, they probably don't. <laughs> onions? Sorry, I meant frogs. <laughs> but yeah, we got, um, there's a, so last year when I got to come out, we shot a video for, um, there's a tune called Culture Clash. With me and another rapper called Yoshi. Uh, Yoshi's mm-hmm. from uh, France. And uh, yeah, and, and you, as you can guess from the title, it's a bit of a clash um, of cultures and that. And what was cool, you know what I mean? It was cool because I got to take the piss out of the French, but in a fun way. Um, the video for that's going to come out soon, but the album is out right about now. If you want to go cop that, go stream that. Smokey Joe and the Kid, war is over. You know what I mean? So look out for that there. And uh, once the video drops, yeah. we have to we'll, yeah, see if we can do a sneak peek on here or something. You know what I mean? Um, but yes, mon, f- mon frères, mon, uh, you know what I'm talking about. Peace to all the mother lovers locked in right about now. Um, so what did you get up to? Uh, yeah, I had Christmas, a bad back. New Year's and so, whatnot? Um, uh, I put my back out weightlifting, basically. And then uh, I, uh, so I spent Actually, like no, two mate. weeks of it weightlifting. sort of horizontal and then doing like lots of little um exercises to it was i i basically put my si joint out the back of my hip so it's pretty painful christmas um but uh it's all sorted now anyway so yeah i'm i'm indestructible so was that a, yeah i bet that was quite a bit of um you know it's quite annoying isn't it when it's like meant to be uh holiday and that and then you're all busted yeah. up it's just like oh really even though you ain't gonna do you know what i mean we don't really do the holiday shit like when we're kids or whatnot but still but you're it's like, typical oh, fuck, you know, it's like christmas is the only time i get to do something <laughs> and then i had to spend all my time resting so it's quite hard for me you know what i'm like so it's and you did, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, the fact that you were on your back, but you were still doing workouts, I think everyone knows what you're like now. <laughs> I think everyone knows what you're like now. Um, what was I going to say? So, But you managed to sort it out no. yourself. Like, you didn't have no. to go 
No physio. No. Um, do tell. Uh, well, first thing is not to panic if you do anything wrong. You know, if you get anything like a, an ailment, it's just don't panic, first of all, and you don't have to go to see somebody. There's you, you, you can sort of, you can usually sort of work, if especially if it's like your back or something, you can usually work out what it is yourself by just doing some... Uh, try and avoid stretching for a start. So you want to, you want to sort of because the, pro the possibility is you've already overstretched something or you're you're tight somewhere. That's why it's pulled. You know, it's ended up pulling something out. Um, with me, it was that my the SI joint had slipped out, um, and so I needed to sort of find ways of like pulling it back into place and then and then strengthening everything around it to try and sort of like because what where it slipped out obviously all the muscles were now pulling it in in one different direction because you've got a lot of strong muscles around your hips so it's just a matter of trying to sort of crack it back into place which you could go to a chiropractor for or whatever it is. is that what they're called where they crack your back you could probably go to someone like that and do mm. it and pull it back in but um i just I just done some did different myself. sorts of manipulation exercises and all that sort of thing. Just try, trying to sort of uh, you can find out loads of stuff on the internet now. Anyway, if you need to, you know, and then and then I've corrected. I've actually corrected the squats thing, which was the problem. The problem was my squats were called you know caused me mm. to to um, overcorrect on something, and I ended up like having to thrust my leg out to push the weight back up off my off the off the ground and then I ended up sort of yeah popping it out and then so it's all right now it's back to normal it's not even sore it's just back to normal yeah well yeah and it's amazing isn't it those sort of things you don't really look at as it's almost like when you you know the toys when you were a kid and that you like a toy soldier or whatever and then you pop out the the, the leg or the arm yeah. and then pop it back in and like, oh okay and you obviously it's not exactly the same thing, but it's pretty similar as to mm. how we can sort ourselves out sometimes. Where, you, oh man, I've just got this really bad pain, and sometimes it is just a case of you I, like. I learned, I learned a couple in, of things, <laughs> and it was really over. You know, so I did do a lot of learning about the body while I was while I was off, and uh, mainly like stretching is not the answer to things because you can you can already be too stretched, so you can already be overstretched, or you can be too tight, mm -hmm. so you've got to avoid stretching. And then trigger point stuff is also not really very good for you because all you're doing is just like relieving it temporarily. So you need to find what is the root of the problem and try and correct it from there and then work forward. So there's, there's, mm. there's lots of other types of um, ways, you know, ways to, to manipulate the body that don't involve doing things like stretching. So you can use something called somat mm. somatics. Yeah, 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 like yeah, a, yeah. A technique where you're you're like slowly basically when the muscle goes into like a sort of spasm or something is it's in it, it has like a memory of how mm. it happened in there so then it, then the body's trying to protect itself by overcompensating with other muscles and trying not to get you to do that thing again so you're sort of having to retrain the muscle to remember what happened and just tell it to let go so it's in, it actually just involves doing lots of lots of actual mm. slower things and you know not anything that's going to cause but anyway if you're into all that stuff look it up look up somatics it's yeah very interesting yeah somatics yeah yeah and um what's the other one kin stretch as well in it um where there's like a what's it called Ah, it's called. There's like a, a system in terms of uh, joint, not necessarily manipulation, but um, 
you know, you see people and you mm. think that they're double jointed. Like there's some break dancers, they do certain moves where they, you know, they can twist their ankles all the way around and all that. Um, but what you notice is, especially with babies, they seem to be very um, supple that like they mm. can bend in all sorts of ways. And apparently what happens is we kind of lose that because we don't do, you know, we don't use right. that sort of movement as we're growing up. And so there are these techniques um, that I think it was called kin stretch, like K-I-N and then stretch. And there, there are other names for it as well. But that really help people in terms of, um, you know, whether you have certain muscular pains or joint pains. And it will be like over time, you know, using it as a sort of therapy, um, a way of sort of uh, strengthening the areas mm. around where you've got the pain. And so they kind of help you bit more so yeah I, i've been looking at like a lot of that stuff man and i think it's really interesting the fact that you know as soon as we get some type of pain we're like oh yeah you're more it says um hyper flexible but there is that but there's also like the fact that they you know repetition the fact that you if you keep doing it after a while your body gets used to and so these are sort of ways of bending and stuff that we're kind mm -hmm. of told you're not meant to do you know, like even with your lower back, it's like, oh, you better bend your knees and all that sort of stuff. But the body is able to bend that way. It's just the case of you sort of strengthening those areas. So you're not, for instance, like you get a lower back pain and then the doctors will usually tell you, oh, keep your back straight, keep your back straight, make sure, you know, and then you're going to be, you're going to end up like that for quite a long time because you're keeping your back straight. Whereas mm -hmm. you're meant to, you know, with this whole kin stretch thing is like you, you work with the momentum of, movement and then eventually you know you actually get out of the pain a lot quicker where it might be like two weeks of oh i've got this niggling pain it's like as soon as you feel it and you start working on it within mm. two or three days that pain could be gone you know what i mean so i think you've shown yeah. you've shown some aspects of so, that there so it makes a lot of sense man yeah. it's good to hear though you're Welcome back on to form. keep you know fit I mean? you might not never know nothing about <laughs> so out that twitch that you might not never know nothing about shout out to gleam he says the only gleam says the only channel which is bad is the one yeah. between you <laughs> remember when um one thing that bugged me man was nori on um what 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 when he says run laps around the english channel <laughs> yo we should do an episode where we just pull up lyrics like what the fuck was the what was that yeah but yeah, my man said what? So like, we could do about, something where, where we where we do um, fact checking uh, rappers. Yeah, rap checking. Yeah, that, <laughs> that's a good one. Yeah, we rap check them. It's like, <laughs> bruv, what did that mean exactly? But my man said, run laps around the English Channel. It was like, eh, I don't know if you could do that, but you know, sure he meant something <laughs> by it. I don't know. Um, I remember, well, yeah, he's not a rapper, but he's hip-hop still. Dwele, he's a singer. Um, and he, I think he said um, Piccadilly Square. Like, he was trying to do a thing like talking to a girl and I'll take you out to so-and-so. <laughs> and then he says Piccadilly Square instead of Piccadilly Circus. Or it might have been Trafalgar Circus instead of Trafalgar Square. But yeah, we should do that, man. Because there, there's a lot of questionable lyrics where you're like, eh. you know, like, what did you mean by that? At least, do you know what I mean? Educate yourself on the shit first, bruv. If you're going to yeah. try and drop them gems, <laughs> man said run laps around the English Yeah, channel. fact, fact checking, yeah. fact checking rappers. <laughs> I, like, I like that. That's a good, we could do that. Shout out to Kenny Rebel. He said for uh, Christmas, it was just him and his son. Had a feast, good music from scratch. Bastard Crunkmas. What about you? What, what was your Christmas? Sounds pretty lethal. Man, my Christmas was mad quiet. 
um, mm-hmm. a lot of eating, and just kept it really simple this year. I think it's the you know it's the whole kind of for me. I feel like Christmas is for the kids anyway. Yeah. Um, I like the get together with family stuff. That's always cool, and you know what I mean. It's the one time like mm. everyone can sort of catch up. So we did that. Big meals, a lot of turkey, a uh, lot of goat as Your well. Christmas goat, yeah. True, you know. It's around, oh, yeah, 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 you got it, man. Goat pan, you know what I mean? It's, it makes yeah. sense. No baphomet. It's the time when we celebrate him. <laughs> um, shout to <laughs> celebrate him. Who was it? Someone did say, though, that regarding Christmas, it's to do with the um, winter solstice. Um, and, and there's a lot of different sort of, you know, it's hard to figure out now exactly what was what and who was doing what. But obviously, it's a very big world. So all around the world, people probably celebrated in different ways. But I did hear, did hear about the fact that the goat was celebrated around this time, not only because of, um, you know, Capricorn and whatnot, but also because the goat was like certain civilizations, um, they only survived because of the fact that the goat was around and the goat would be at the top of the hill. And, you know, with the two horns. And so that's why the, the whole thing about horns or thorns or the crown of horns was was a big thing as well, because they kind of worship the goat like, yo, this thing survived so mm. well and we're surviving because of it, because we can eat the goat and all that sort of stuff. So, I, I yeah, I definitely want to find out a bit more of that as well, man, because, yeah, so goat was very, I enjoyed that um, during this festive season. New Year's, actually, this was probably one of the first New Year's where I had an early night, man. Well, bed before like, midnight. Yeah. Went to bed before midnight. <laughs> oh, good. Did I go to bed before midnight? No, no, no. It wasn't like, before midnight. Bong, bong. Before, yeah, early night. Ooh, like, yeah, one, two o'clock. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, nah, because you can't sleep with all the fireworks. This was the thing. People were going in on the fireworks. People were going, like, it was ridiculous this time around. You know, like... It felt, it literally felt like people were like, I'm going to enjoy this no matter what. I, I don't care. I spent a grand. Yeah, like man spent a couple grand on the uh, fireworks and just going pop, 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 Like it felt desperate. Everyone, the whole block. And then, you know what I mean? It's like in West, especially because you got like the whole Diwali lot, like they do their thing. They're like, yo, you know what? I've still got some leftovers. <laughs> and man still had leftovers from Diwali. Uh, and I'm sure there's a couple of people. I was like, "Right, man, you like, come on, man, it's quarter to one now." You like, pat, 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 pop, pat, pat, pat. Wow, you like really want to enjoy this New Year's, isn't it? <laughs> like, it, it was funny, man, but yeah, I, I felt it. It just felt desperate. This year felt a little bit. Everyone, desperate everyone wanted 2021 to be over. That's the other thing. People were just like, "Oh, thank fuck, it's over." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> perhaps, perhaps, perhaps it's just popping off. Fuck <laughs> you know, but I couldn't believe it. But yeah, you know, so it was all good, man. I think it's it's just tricky with the these sort of times not being, you know, what we're used to. You're right. We're just hoping that it, you know, eventually we, we can get rid of the, all of this and start anew. You know what I mean? Um, there's obviously bits and bobs of news out there for for what it's worth saying. They're going to ease restrictions on this, that, and the third, but I don't know, man. I don't know. Traveling about, um, I'd say people are still definitely fully mm-hmm. invested. Do you know what I mean? But it's weird because, and I say to people like, right, you really, you're traveling. Like, you've got to stop worrying, man. The fact that you're on a, 
um, tube, let alone you're on a plane and this, that, and the third. And I, I felt like the security, they're just like, yo, we're ready yeah. for this to be done. Like, we've had enough. Go, through, man, go through. Yeah, I haven't got my... Yeah, bruv, mm. just hurry up, man. And they like, remove the mask. I like, remove the mask. Ah, freedom. And they're like, <laughs> yeah, you know, like, I don't like wearing this either. It's like, yo. yeah, man, everyone... That, all the people that are working in certain places, they're like, yo, this shit ain't what, they, you know what I mean? They're just like, yeah, all right, you've made your money. Let's, mm. can we move on now? <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? But we'll see anyway. We'll see. But yeah, it's been a very interesting time, obviously, with um, everything going on. But I just hope that now people can start looking at things, you know, being a bit more positive and just ignoring all the yeah. BS, ignoring all the bullshit that's going on out there. That ain't, you know, we know what's what, especially mm. the common senses know. You know what I mean? Like, I, I think it's up to everyone to do what they want to do. As long as you feel safe and you're happy and we don't judge each other, we'll get through this. And just as so, long as they f- we flatten that curve, you know what I mean? Yeah, well, oh, 14, days, curve, 14 days to flatten I mean? the curve. So they, I think, is it the 26th? They're going to ease restrictions on some shit, but whatever that means, you know what I mean? I don't know, but, you know, yeah. these things we just got to look at as a positive thing. Yeah. Uh, Boris is on his extra exit strategy, the same way Matt Hancock. Hey, I did something embarrassing, and, oh, uh, yeah, I probably should go. Um, you want me? Yeah, I can leave if you want me to. <laughs> you know what I mean? He's got his pockets of fat. He's good. Everyone's like, yeah, you, because you did it. He's like, I know, I'm, I'm sorry. Like, you want me to, to, I'll just excuse myself. Pockets from, full, of, you know what I mean? full of quality streets, coming out of his top pocket, where he stuffed them all in at the last minute. Oh, yeah, I'll go, yeah. It's right, yeah. Lollipop yeah, 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 sticking yeah, out of yeah, his yeah. mouth. It's obvious, man. Like I said, man, the, the frigging MMA fighters did it with, you know, when they pop for drugs, they pop for steroids or whatnot. Yeah. no. No, I, I, I must. It must have been these dick pills that I got from the um, petrol station. <laughs> and then people, what dick pills? You know, first it was yo, he's cheating, beating everybody up, and he's on drugs. Then he's like, oh my god, dick pills. And you've forgotten all that stuff now. And you're just like, oh my god, da, 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 you know, similar thing, man. These people don't care when they're making pee like that. Like, yeah, you can. Hey, I'm richer than you, bitch. Like, you know what I mean? And this ain't my real name. How about that? <laughs> On top of that, this ain't even my real name. So who are you going to arrest, bitch? You know what I mean? <laughs> ah, it's nuts, uh, man. Right, so. But yeah. Yeah. Wanna, uh... let's, um, let's get our guest in, shall we? Because we got a lot of catching up yes. to do with this, brother. Right down now. Ladies and gentlemen, how do I introduce this guy, man? This is a guy I've known for quite a long time as well. Through, I'd say, first of all, through Hoochinu, um, going to his events, performing at his events. Um, and then he moved into the UK um, HH world where he took over. Um, and in my opinion, actually, you know, like heightened the brand. He actually made the brand bigger than what it was before, which is interesting because Obviously, UKHH was a quite a foundation mm. in terms of, um, you know, once the internet started popping off, had the forum and whatnot, people going back and forth. I know people, I remember, I think it was Bluefoot who told me, like, people were saying, oh, Mice has fell off since <laughs> Music Maestro and all that. I was, where are they saying that? And he's going, yeah, UKHH forum. And I was like, oh, we're chatting on there. Probably rappers. Um, and then, but the thing is, um, 
it was sort of a thing where the guy who originally started, I think he was, you know, kind of a bit too busy for it and whatnot and on his way out. And then um, Theo kind of, you know, he, he decided, right, let me let me take over. And uh, for me, I just feel like he's he's really taking it to a next, another echelon with the work he's been putting in. Very hard working mother lover. Also, from a, a crew that I've known for a very long time um, called Illbreed Coalition, um, so we got to chop it up about that. And also Rapper Tag, man. He took over the Rapper Tag um, side of things for the UK. So there's a lot to chat about here, man. So without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, Hoochie News very own, UKHH.com's very own, Receptor Records' very own, Rapper Tag UK's very own, Theo Specconi. Please give him a warm welcome. Let me see some fire emojis, some hand clapping. You know what I mean? Whatever you want, man. Bombs, volcanoes. Uh, what's the other thing? Nah, not the aubergine, man. Loud, loud, loud <laughs> uh, eggplants, man. You look. <laughs> People get too carried away with <laughs> Very hard praise. Uh, it's mice. Thank you, Mice. Hey, man. Thank you for having me on the show. So, the shit you might not never know nothing Thank about. You. Hey, yeah. there you go, I mean, bro. It's, it's written on the screen, so <laughs> I was trying to remember it again, but it's. Putting on the screen, but so yeah, but no, thanks, thank you very much for having me, Dan DNA. You know, thanks for having me. My great to be here. Obviously, I've known both of you for for a long time, so thanks for having me on the show. You're welcome. Yeah, I didn't know you two had quite a bit of history as well. We've got to get into a lot, man. But Theo, so I guess like first of all, um, big up, man. Salute for all the hard work you've been putting in um throughout the years man that's why i had to let people know like that's one thing for sure is that you're a hard-working mother lover because like i said i've seen you through all these sort of different dimensions we could call them you know the hoochie new ukhh um rapper tag and whatnot um but i want to get to know like and then obviously ill breed coalition which is probably the beginning right that was like probably where you got into the scene is that correct that's correct all right, so can you break down what, who are Ilbreed Coalition? Um, obviously, some of the names will be familiar to people. And how did you get involved? Um, yeah, and we'll go from there. Yeah. So before we get into that, I also want to be, give a big shout out to Defacer because when we yeah, took over UKHH.com, it was um, it Deface, me and Defacer, we did that together. We, we started Rapid Tag UK together. We'll come yeah, back to all that deal. stuff. Uh, and obviously, we've got... Big up the face. So we've got Kieran on board as well. There's been a oh, lot yeah, of big up Kieran. Yeah, yeah. But at the very at the very beginning, it was me and the face. And even even Hoochie you know, I was a, I was, I'd been promoting for so long, and I was I was very sort of tired and weary and everything. And he just pulled me right back in, and he said, "Let's do you know, let's let's do this Hoochie Noon thing and and uh, UKHH.com and Rapid Tag." But I'll, I'll get onto that. So um, with Illbreed Coalition, so that. I was a founding um, member of the Ilbreed Coalition. Yes, I was a I was a founding member of the Ilbreed Coalition or the IBC, and this was in the sort of the mid nineties. Mm. So it was a collective of uh, rappers and DJs and producers from sort of north and northwest London. So yeah, uh, I remember it's a north. The uh, some of the people you might be familiar with from the collective, other than myself, obviously. Um, is people like Kashmir or, or King Kashmir or Kashmir Iguana Man. Um, mm, that was it. 
combined mentals, uh, molecular structure, uh, Marky Four Eyes. There's there's a bunch of people uh, associated with it. Jackie Purple. There's a, there's a whole extended sort of family. So uh, um, there's too many people to mention right now. But we, yeah, cheers, uh, salut, right? <laughs> Is that a French one? Hey, salut. Wait, wait. Um, so, uh, so yeah, that's how it all started. And we were making uh, uh, beats uh, on an MPC, and we're making mixtapes. And when I say mixtapes, I mean mixtapes, you know, like tapes, or cassettes and stuff like that. So we're talking a long time ago. And, um, you know, the, the, the IBC, the Ilbury Coalition, basically became receptor records with, one, with a dear friend of ours called Tom Brown, who started the label um, back in 2003. Let's check it out. Yeah. Oh, it was 2003, that, that was Receptor, yeah? That was when Receptor first started, and that was when Tom Brown was was, was uh, at the helm of the record label back then, yeah. But in a nutshell, that's so, what it is. So the uh, IBMs, um, IBMCs, IBCs, <laughs> Ilbreed Coalition, I know, because we got, shout out to IBMCs, by the way, they're in the, um, yeah. he's in the um, chat as well, and that oh. always throws me off. I'm always like, IBC, IBMC, ah, shout out to Baron Simbach. So, you got there's um, a collective of rappers and producers, right, in um, Ilbury Coalition. And uh, how was it that people got together? Was it like people knew each other from the area, school, or because I remember for me in Jargon, you know, so for people who don't know, Jargon is um, the other natural born spitter, and his crew were MI5. And so when I first started linking with MI5, we would go and link with some of your lot with um, Ilbury Coalition. And, you know, have ciphers and whatnot, you know, and it was proper fun. And we used to be like, yo, that's like the Northwest Wu-Tang, because there were so many of you. We couldn't work out how many. But so that's what I'm wondering. How did you lot get all link up? Was it like Mandem from the Estates or, you know what I mean, school? Or what, how did people find each other and then um, form the coalition? There, there was a lot of the Graham Park lot, and they were all mates from those sort of areas and people that I knew in Colindale. That's like uh, mm. sign back and and Latty and and a person that I was rapping with at the time because I was a rapper once upon a time, and uh, that was a guy. Well, called... You still are, you still are, don't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You got bars. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm super average. But um, but yeah, the this guy grief that I went to school with, I wasn't from the same part of North. Uh, I was from Northland, male from Northwest, so I knew mm. grief from school, and then he brought me up to the ends in kind of Colin uh, Collindale. Uh, Kilburn, oh, no, like no. Grand, Grand Park areas. And then we started to kind of spit bars and, and uh, uh, make music together. And uh, and then there was this guy, apparently that was, he was the best rapper they'd ever seen. And it's this guy called Obi-Wan at the time. <laughs> mm. And uh, we went up there and it was, it was cashmere, you know, mm. and I had my little notepad spitting lyrics and he just blew me out of the water. And I said, I think I retired <laughs> that day. But, um, wow, that's, his that's name was Obi-Wan. Yeah, I don't know if I can say that. Can I say it? You can say whatever the fuck you want on here, bro. <laughs> yeah, so go on. So his name was Obi-Wan. And then that, was that one of them ones where you're like, okay, maybe I'll, I'll move on to something else rather than rapping? Yeah, I just, you know, I gave rapping a go. I was I was described as um, very, very mediocre in terms of my rapping skills. And then um, I, I moved into basically trying to put on events 
putting on shows which started up started off life with getting other members of the ill breed coalition onto the stage to perform at little mm. venues. So I think one of the first venues we did was um, WKD in Camden Town. Wow. What year was that? I think that was 2003. Ah, boy. Was, yeah, it was. It was, yeah. So Hoochie News started in 2003. So the Ilbury Coalition was from the sort of the mid to the late 90s. And by 2003, we started doing shows as Hoochie New at WKD in Camden Town. Yeah. Where did the name Hoochie New come from? The Hoochie New is the name of a, a, a Native American tribe that invented moonshine. That's where the name comes from. That's why there's all this Native American imagery in regards to, you know, all the flyers and the, the artwork that we do. It comes from that. So, sorry, you said they invented... Moonshine. Oh, moonshine. So is that where the word hooch comes from? So... Right. Okay. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, some yeah. shit you might not ever know. Dude, I always about. thought it was who she knew. There's something you might <laughs> not never know nothing about right there. Boy, I didn't know that at all, man. That um. So how did you discover that? Did you have like an affinity for Native American stuff? Not really. There, there was a lot of there was a few other people involved at that time. I was I was running the events with a guy called Gary and Arv at the time, and then DJ Act One come on later, and. Mm. Uh, I think the origins of that name, I, you know, I can't remember where it come together, but um, or where, where we came across that name. But it was a kind of a tribe of uh, Native Americans that were kind of the underdogs who uh, were come up with, with the created moonshine or hooch. And there was a story about a, an explorer that came across the village of the Hoochinoo. And it was like men, women and even children were sort of stumbling around drunk after discovering this, you know, this hooch or this moonshine. And it just Amazing. reminded me, uh, reminded me of me and my mates. So we, uh, yeah, it's kind of, <laughs> not, any, not anymore, but at the time, yeah. Um, I'm, yeah, I'm trying to figure what is it they fermented? What did they, because it's like everywhere, you know, all these different countries, they all like, yo, we tried a fig leaf and these one tried a coconut and this one tried a potato and, like, I wonder what it was that they turned into hooch. Native Indians. Yeah. Corn or some sort of uh, whiskey, True. some sort of yeah, whiskey corn. or something like that. Yeah. yeah. Maize or something, yeah. Yeah. Like yeah. Yeah. Exciting, isn't it? Someone's going to find out and let us know anyway. Wow. So, and then, um, so the transition, yeah, from, because I always wonder, like, this is a big part of being a promoter is like, You've got to be brave enough to obviously fund what you can and then promote and this sort of fingers crossed that people are going to turn up. How did you even, um, you know, you got to find out the logistics of how it works as well. How did that come about? Or did you just sort of wing it? You're like, okay, this is what I've got to do. I know that people got to pay and I've got to make this money. You know, how did that, how did you put that together? The, the first, basically anyone can be a promoter for the first event they ever do. You can put on an event, your family will come, your friends will come, your colleagues will come to the first one. And it's a big success. And maybe you make a bunch of money and everyone had a great time. The second event, less people come. Maybe your family doesn't come. Only a couple yeah. of your friends come. None of your colleagues make it. 
but then it's less successful. And by the third event, it's terrible. No one comes, you lose a bunch of money, and, uh, and you, you don't want to do it again. So it's mm. at that point that if you want to be a promoter, you have to actually build a fan base. You can't rely on your friends mm. or your family or colleagues to fill the spaces. It's good when they come, of course, but you can't build an event doing that. And you, mm. I think there was, uh, there was something that went up on I Instagram and it said, you, if you're a promoter, you can't expect this. And it shows like a packed out successful event. You can't expect this without this. And then it showed like an empty room with like just the rapper on the stage and no one at the event. And I think that's true. You know, as Hoochie knew, we've done terrible, terrible events as well as fantastic events. So, uh, you, you're going to have to, you, you, you're going to have both in, in your life as a promoter. And uh, the mm -hmm. first few were good, but then, you know, we, had to, we did have some terrible events. But the, um, one of the best ones I remember, and I, I even performed at, the, at this event, we had DJ Scully, and he was, oh, wow. at, at, at the time, he was the, the champion, and we managed to convince him to do our show. It was, he was a friend with DJ Aquan. It was some, something to do mm. with that. And, uh, and and DJ Scully was was performing. We had uh, a selection of uh, receptive records people like Combine Mentals. I performed there myself, uh, which my group at the time was called Abstractions. And uh, I don't know, there's Ace Arola Plus and a bunch of other people. And that was at Madame Jojo's, which is long gone Jeez. now. But it was, yeah. it was part of uh, Paul Raymond's review in, in Soho. You know, it was an old strip club. And... Um, you know, we put on an amazing live event there. And in fact, uh, Mai, she performed at one of our Gucci New events that we did at... Um, at Madame Jojo, isn't it? At Madame Jojo's, yeah. The one where Keller, Killer Keller had his, like, group with his girlfriend and all that, and he was right. singing, in it, or something? Yeah, it was Killer Keller and Amy Carmine, which is called uh, Them and Us. So he did that a little bit it. of beatboxing, but it was more singing, and, yeah. uh, you know, it was, it was quite alternative. And then we had... Tiger Monkey, we had yourself. Um, yeah, Mr. Finn was there. I mean, Doc Brown come down was in the crowd. Normski was there, I think. Yeah, it was like a yeah, bunch Normski of was there. there. Yeah, it was very cool. So, what uh, I so, enjoy yeah. about the Hoochie New thing as well, what I really enjoyed about it is that it wasn't like obviously the foundation was like the hip hop element, and obviously like UK being you know where that's where we at we're at. But like what you were saying just there is that you'd have other acts that were sort of um, related in a way, but they weren't of the genre, mm. if that makes sense. And um, is that was that like, you know, you you done that purposefully or was it a thing that where you're like, oh, actually, this kind of works as well? Yeah, no, we, we, we definitely labelled ourselves as UK and alternative hip-hop. Mm. And we tried to always involve live instruments, and Dan knows this because we dragged Dan into a couple of events when he was in a, a kind of a, a rap uh, live music collective called um, Ah God is. Is it? No, 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 no. It's not even before <laughs> that. Ah, you remember that. Wow. <laughs> they live. <laughs> yeah. They live. That was it. Was it yeah, <laughs> wow, that's a long time ago. Just it to be yeah. called They Live, boy. Jeez. Yeah. Yeah, so <laughs> stay woke, stay woke. So uh, but we'd, we'd have really unusual stuff. So we'd have, we'd, we'd, we'd always try and have a live band or something like that. But then we'd have, I remember we had a guy called uh, Mr. Fox 
and he would come out, he came out on stage and he'd get the mic and he goes, now time for some gangster shit. And then he'd pick mm. up a tuba and he'd start playing the tuba like, wah, 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 wah. and then they would like, a DJ would start mixing and there'd be like bongos and we'd do weird stuff like that. And we did a lot mm. of that sort of stuff. And it was at that time that flute box uh, did our show. Nathan. Nathan. Wow. Yeah. Jeez, so, yeah, that's my good brethren, man. Do you know, do you know with, with Nathan, I just want to tell you a quick story. I, I had to go to, to India for work. It's a true story. Obviously, I don't know anyone in India, right? I'm working there. Mm. I'm coming to the airport, and then I, I hear this guy go, Hey, Fion! <laughs> I go, no one knows me here. I'm at ben Bengalaru Airport. I'm like, no one knows me here. So I turn around. Where are you, Mumbai? No, no, uh, Bangalore. And it was, and it's Nathan. And Nathan is going, oh, what are you doing? I go, what are you doing here? And he was there with yeah. the Asian Dub Foundation doing a, doing a, a oh, festival wow. just up the street. So I bump into him and I'm hanging out yeah. with Nathan and uh, Asian Dub Foundation at Bengaluru Airport. True story. Drinking, drinking toddies. That's hilarious, yeah. man. Proper Very random good. shit, innit? Can't make oh, it. look. Sorry, Sorry locks just... in the chat saying that's a weird coincidence. I used to do the cuts and DJing for Mr. Fox and Friends. There you go. That's it. I think it was Mr. Fox and Friends yeah. with lock, the tuba stuff. Lock, lock used to do oh, the cuts. Yeah. That's why I recognise it. That yeah. is crazy. And and those those events. If he was at that event, then he's he's talking about Electroworks oh, yeah. and Angel. That's, in the, North yeah, that's London, the first time I came to your show, which was. That was that was a, a live music event, a paintball <laughs> venue, and a breakers yard all in one. So, yeah. That's it. <laughs> that is crazy, man. Um, shout to DJ Lock, boy, because even they live. He said, "Whoa, that's taking it back." That's how you know Lock is foundation, yeah. boy. Yeah. And as we said, we've got comment. We call our, our comment section the Common Senses because you know this um, podcast is powered by the cult of common sense because you know common sense ain't common at the moment. Shout to Gleam. He says, so I guess this is how you'd say, uh, that's how it's spelled. Hotsnuwu, but yeah, Huchinu is what, right. how you'd say it. Um, he says, Indians, uh, he's found this um, little sentence. Indians lived on Admiralty Island. Interesting, that is called Admiralty Island, isn't it? Admiralty Law. Um, south of Janu, and were distilling their own alcohol, alcoholic liquor from molasses. In the late 19th century, oh. molasses, that's sugar right there. That means they were making rum. Yeah, when I hear rum, I get excited in that. But I only like white rum. Shout to Regantology, yeah. We were drinking, he brought around some dark rum. And that's when I had to sit down and really realize that I don't, dark rum, I can have one and I'm good. If I have more than one dark rum, that's it. You, we might end up fighting, bruv. <laughs> like, I can't. I can't drink too much dark rum, man. I prefer, I'm racist when it comes to rum. How about that? Huh? <laughs> <laughs> White rum lives matter. How about that? Huh? Yeah, for some reason, I'm just not into the whole barrel. It's like, I don't mind, say, a uh, single malt whiskey. Do you know what I mean? I can do that and deal with it. But all the whole stuff of like, yeah, put it in the barrel and then let the darkness from the barrel go into the liquor and then drink it. It's just like, I don't get it. You know what I mean? <laughs> I don't get it. So, so all you yeah, Hoochinu Indians out there, as rum. long as you're only making white rum, okay. <laughs> um, yeah. yeah, we fucks with you. Shout out to Nice One JM in the building. What's going on, bruv? Happy New Year. Happy New Year to all the crew, man. 
For real, it's good to see you lots. Uh, tag tag names and that. I was gonna say faces, but that'll be talking a whole load of bollocks. That'll be the red wine just <laughs> seeping out. <of> my pores. <laughs> yeah. Right. So, um, so Hoochinu, and then so you know, like you said, man, there's the ups and downs with it. Yeah. The the thing I, I what I loved is the bravery. Like it's quite brave of you to put on, like you said, alternative um, hip hop. But obviously, and that night especially is when I realized it, is that there's, there's definitely a crowd for it. There are people that love hip-hop music, but then they love other stuff as well. And then when people can amalgamate hip-hop with that other stuff and then bring it forth, and especially giving you a live, you know, a feel-good live element to it, it makes sense. But, like, it's obviously quite brave of you to put on that sort of stuff because majority of the time it's not, um, you know, m like major mainstream at all, innit? It's like some people do make it, obviously, like someone like Nathan Flutebox, you know, very unique thing he's doing. Um, and then you've got various different sort of bands and whatnot. But yeah, what is it that made you stuck with that? That made you, you know, sorry, stick with that and, and sort of say, no, nah, I'm pushing this because I know, you know, when, 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 when I mean, when I was growing up, I was listening to, I was listening to hip hop, I was into Beastie Boys as well. It's always like that Damn. live music element or the goats. If anyone yeah. remembers the goats, but that was something I was quite into. Some people never heard mm. of them. If you haven't heard of them, check them out. But um, and I was growing up with rock and rap because you've got to remember, like Run DMC and Aerosmith, they were trying to combine rock and rap, and it was it was fairly mm. it was quite a new thing, really. So mm. there were a lot of bands out there that were doing similar things. Ju Judgment Night. So, Do you remember like, the Judgment Night Imperial... album for the the soundtrack to the film Judgment Night? At, for for me, that's that's the yeah. best example of taking a, a rap group and a, a rock group yeah. and just blending yeah. them. Every track on the Judgment Night soundtrack is a yeah. combination. So I think it was like House of Pain and and Helmet. Oh my Iron gosh, Hazard yeah, I forgot about Cypress that. Mm -hmm. Dayla Soul was, and Teenage Fan Club. Pearl yeah, Jam and, yeah. That's it. That's it. Yeah, yeah. Again, if you haven't listened to the Judgment Night soundtrack, that is rock yeah. and rap. And I loved all that. You know, I, I, mm. obviously I preferred sort of the hip hop stuff, but I did like the blend of the kind of the, mm. you know, the rock and the rap or the Beastie Boys stuff. Mm. And uh, there were there were bands at the time and who are still around now called uh, mm -hmm. Imperial Leisure or late or Lazy yeah. Habits, and they they kind of take that sound and it, it, it could almost be a bit kind of hip hop, ska, rock, but a bit of everything mm. really. And yeah, uh, Lazy Habits, yeah. Lazy Habits. They're about to drop a new album. It will be happy that I plug this actually, but he's dropping a new album and they'll be touring, I think, the Far East and, and hitting London and the UK date on about 29th of April, I believe. Oh, I'm going to be talking, talking to him about his new album uh, shortly. But yeah, Lazy Habits, Imperial Leisure. It was Acerola Plus, which I used to put on my show loads of times. Loads of times there was... There was uh, they live. <laughs> There's a bunch of them. There's a bunch so of them. Talk about they live. <laughs> what was they live about? The, that, that, that DNA breakdown, because people, I'm sure people are interested to know, like, well, what was they live about? Was there anything yes. to do with the film, first of all? Yes. Stay woke, my brother. Yeah, that was a rhetorical yeah. question right That's there. That's pretty much it. It's so, like one trick. <laughs> no, I played keyboards and rapped, and then another guy played guitar and rapped, and then we had a drummer and... Um, bass player so it's just like a four-piece band but it was both rapping mm. so when that was probably like 2000 and 
2004-2005 it sort of got big after that really people playing instruments and and rapping at the same time you know but yeah i was there first exactly. really it's interesting you say that because um uh, theo mentioned lazy habits and like my first memory of lazy habits is um watching them support going to watch most death in uh shepherd's bush empire oh man this is a funny story actually going to watch uh most death at shepherd's bush empire um and the support act were on and then just thinking like yo support act are killing it and um I was like, yo, this support act is sick. You know, I, I didn't know I didn't know of them that well, like Lazy Habits. And I was like, yeah, the support act is sick. Um, but I'm not sure about the hype man with his hand in his pocket. It was like, because they were all wearing, I think the hype man was wearing the suit. And then he had his hand in his pocket. And it just felt a bit like, you know what I mean? It's a bit too casual. But I said it jokingly, you know, I wasn't saying, like, oh, they're, shooting, they're good apart from him. I was just saying, yeah, I don't know about the guy with the hand in his pocket. And then... They must they hit me up, go, yo, like he must have said, yo, that's my thing. You know, that's his kind of way of doing it all. And then what was hilarious is that going back to, you know, rapping and playing uh, drums or playing music at the same time is uh, most death comes on. His performance is not all that at all. Um, and there was the bit that was kind of the highlight was that he was playing drums, like playing kind of, you know, the big, it wasn't like proper drum kit drums. It was like the big dum dum go dum dum playing that and rapping at the same time. And people were going crazy. And then, uh, at the end of the show, he said, oh, I'm sorry if the performance wasn't all that, but I've got a cold and whatnot. And I must have already tweeted like, yo, most death is not killing it. And then me and our, you know, our the rapper, our Yeah, he was. Because he was an avid fan, and then he was not feeling me dissing <laughs> most deaths. So we went back and forth a bit about that. <laughs> so funny, man. But yeah, hilarious shit, man. So yeah, shout out to Lazy Habits, man. That's good to hear they got a new album coming. They're a, lot, a very hardworking bunch of guys as well. I remember hearing that they actually do all their own bookings and manage their own um, stuff as well, which is quite hard to do, man. you got so many people involved. They've, they've got a, you... I think a, a documentary coming out. Um, I believe so. I think you can YouTube that uh, Lazy Habits mm. Arrival or something like that. And I think Arrival. it's a an intro to the first single on the album, as well as a, a, a glimpse into this documentary they're putting together. It's pretty cool. Yeah, I see. And uh, also the guy that played Elton John in the movie, and also who else plays in King Arthur? What was it? You know, Talon yeah. Egerton or something like that. He's in, he's he's in one of their videos as well. So that was just when yeah. he was coming up. We hit big wow. time. Uh, but that's that's interesting if you want to check him out. I can't remember yeah. the name of the name of the single, but just there was also uh, uh, the Raw Dog Band. Do you remember when Task Force went out with a live band at one point? Yeah, Raw Dog. Yeah, Raw yeah. Dog Band, of course, man. Of so course. Louis Slippers yeah. and yeah. yeah, yeah, and then yeah, Louis Slippers, so, boy. Yeah, what's that? So that, that yeah, period that... of time was very popular with bands. And don't forget, this was at the time where you had That's Plan right. B. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Remember you had Plan B? And he had the guitar and he's rapping. And then you had Yeah, Ed that's what Sheeran I was saying. When, yeah, with that's, the, that's with what I meant. But back rapping. then, there was hardly anyone doing it. You know, and then suddenly it started, yeah. Plan B came about and then it started becoming a big thing. There was another guy called Joe, what was his name? American guy who was over here and used to use a pedal that he had like a delay thing on it and he used to make loops. And then he used to loop his... And he used to loop it, yeah. What was his name again? And then he used to rap again? over that while he was playing. Yeah, and, I remember yeah. that. It became... I actually hosted... No, go on. Um, sorry, go on. 
what was it you just saying? became it became... like a big thing eventually. And then Ed Sheeran obviously kicked off. And then that was yeah. really the sort of the crossover. That was the crossover that. point. <laughs> Plan B was like the hardcore element. What I was going to say is that I hosted, um, uh, it was a talent contest. Um, that got judged and Plan B was in it mm. and he ended up winning. And uh, it was the same thing. It was rapping with the guitar and very sort of soulful vibe about what he was doing, you know. And like the thing was like, you know, it was like, yeah, he's he's from the streets and, you know, he's had a rough life and all that sort of talk. And it, it just seemed like, yeah, this guy's probably going to do well. And then obviously, yeah, he went on to just kill it all. And so it felt like he was the the dark side of, you know, guitar mm. and singing, uh, sing, guitar rapping and singing. And then Ed Sheeran comes along and says, hey, <laughs> jazz hands. And says, okay. <laughs> How you doing grime with jazz hands? <laughs> but they, they, they took oh, yeah, uh, Plan B's guitar off him, though, didn't they, eventually? I think when he, when, he, when he sort of went big, he didn't have his guitar anymore. He was just sort of singing and, you know, but he was, he was more on the sort of singing side by then when he, that album that came out that crossed over and went big was like a sort of soul album. Yeah, he completely crossed yeah. over at that point. Because at the beginning, he said, he goes, I stick you in the eye with a biro, the bio, same biro that I used to sign on my gyro yeah. or something like that. Mm. So uh, he, he wasn't talking yeah. about stabbing people in the eye yeah. on that album. So, yeah. yeah, no, no, no. that weren't, You can't do that, man. Once you've crossed over that yes. checkered floor, <laughs> you can't Gleam, see that anymore, man. Glean <laughs> says he went with plan A by <laughs> then. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's a joker, man. Yeah. Yes, he says the same about dark rum as well. That's you know what I mean. Sometimes you just gotta you gotta be like, look, man, white is right. <laughs> Shout out to Kenny Rebel. Scotch whiskey for me. I turn into a monumental. What is that? Shit bag. <laughs> Bellend. <laughs> so for a shit bag or a Bellend, one of the two. Wouldn't shake it back for too long. Yeah, well, you're right about that, man. It is a tricky one when it comes to the dark liquor, boy. I tell you that. They call it dark liquor for a reason. Um, so, okay, so Hoochinu, obviously still going. Um, we're just waiting for, you know what I mean, life to get back to normal so you can start putting on events again. Is that correct? Well, we, we did. We managed to squeeze in an event in November. We did. Oh, did you? It was there, yeah. yeah it was the uh, Phoenix, the Ice Fire. You, you... <laughs> Oh, my days. Yeah, sorry, man. So, you know what? Do you know what's funny about that is that, yeah, and I saw you as well, but you didn't really make it too much of a Hoochinoo thing. You made it, it was more um, focused on um, uh, the Panacea. So, I mean, uh, it it did have a massive banner across the decks that said (laughs) Hoochinoo.com, but yeah, I mean. Yeah, but when you were promoting it. I mean, because, the, the, yeah, no, you're right about that. I mean, by that time, you know, shout out to Irish Moss Boss. Like, I think we had a few drinks by then still. You know, like, he was on the double Hennessy straight, and I was on the double, um, I think it was Grey Goose or something like that. I was trying to get my P. Diddy on. You know what I mean? They didn't have Ciroc, so I said... <laughs> so, yeah, I apologise for that. But to be fair, the online promotion, it felt like it was all about the album. You know, it was like, obviously, was. and I've got to say, man, that was a really good lineup there, bruv. Yeah. Like, I spoke about shout that. Shout out to Phoenix and Husky Brown for that, that album. And and also Rams and Bad Bones. You know, it was yep. Rams and Bad Bones, Lead by Cashmere. Example, King Cashmere. Cashmere. So, um, um, 
You had Revolg Records there. Yeah, we had Revolg Records. We Prospects. Had, yeah, Prospects, which came they, they came up from the South Coast. Yeah. Um, Bruv, well, that was a hoochie new night there because you in it, D. Yeah. I came and I was like, yo, yeah, yeah, that was yeah. a special night, man. Like it felt, it felt like uh it was almost like you had a not necessarily a genre, but it was you know like how people look at the high focus thing and they're like, Oh yeah, but high focus, that's a particular type of crowd, and they might not necessarily be into everything UK hip hop type thing. It felt a bit like that, but not the whole they wouldn't be into UK hip hop thing, it, but it, it's like this is the first UK hip hop jam I've been to where people were burning incense. <laughs> you had Sage burning, Palo Santo. We were talking about doing ayahuasca. But it's like you say, the Hoochie uh, thing's always you know I mean? got the alternative spin to it, so you know it's what you expect, really. Mm. And 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 you had Snuff on the last show, didn't you? Because he DJed yeah. the whole thing as well. Yeah, 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 snuff. yeah, yeah. Yeah, but he, he was doing all the all the incense burning and, yeah. and stuff like that, and and also a big shout out to to Peaches, yes. the all round entertainer. So I mean, yeah, she's been my my host. I mean, people, she was a performance in herself. You could have come and just watched her all night. It was amazing, amazing, she's amazing. A comedian, performer. man. She's a comedian. She's also in the theatre at the moment. She's been doing a bit of acting. Oh right, in the theatre. So yeah, yeah. She's been. That's how I know her. I know her from doing The Boys, when me and Kaiser had to play twins in this thing called The Boys. Um, DJ Excalibur, he sourced us two, and um, Peaches was on it. Um, and then, you know, that guy Ricky, who ended up on EastEnders, Cat, um, that was on MTV Bass, um, and a few other people that have got, even, um, is it Diversity, or one of those two dance groups that really did well. Yeah, a whole bunch of them were actually in the play as well. Mm. And we did it in Stratford Theatre Royal. Um, and But yeah, you know, Peaches, man. From then, I was like, yo, this girl's a joker. And then I, I got asked her if she'd be up on um, jumping on the Telling You intro. A lot of people think the oh, intro dude. on Telling You is jargon, but it's actually wow. Peaches. <laughs> Peaches, the all-round entertainer, you know. Yeah, so she smacked that. Definitely. We've got to get her on the show, man, because... So to be uh, fair, we haven't had one female definitely. on yet. So we, we need some we of had, that female uh, energy, We had Terrain man. from uh, <laughs> the uh, CMOS boss. And oh, yeah, also, true, actually, true. you know what? Talking yes. about CMOS boss, um, yes, shit you might not never know nothing about is brought to you by the CMOS boss, the best place for all your organic, wild-crafted sea veg. Unlike other inferior brands of CMOS... This uh, CMOS boss sourced their moss from the west coast of Ireland. So, um, um, yeah, amongst uh, the great line of stuff that they sell, uh, they've got high-quality Irish moss, which is rich in minerals. And Dulce, that's your favourite, ain't it, Mice? Dulce? Yeah. Yeah, great. It's a good source of vitamin B12 and omega-3 fatty acid. Sea spaghetti, that's your one as well, is it? Yeah. Iodine. Yeah. And then other stuff. What else they got?
you know, just basic. It's really easy. You can just boil up some water. Ideally, use some spring water or distilled, and then put a teaspoon in. You know what I mean? Just a teaspoon of bladder rack. Have that every other day, something mm. like that, and it really helps you. Um, what's the word? Balance out your thyroid system, um, which you know people should know helps you clean out a lot of stuff. Um, so it could sort your life out, man. And they've also got a new addition, which is wakame. You know what I mean? Something you might not mm. never know nothing about. Uh, it can aid in lowering cholesterol levels. So do check out the cmosboss.co.uk. Follow them on Insta, the cmosboss1. And mm. do you want to announce it, D? If you want to get... Uh, yeah. They've, on, they've given us... <laughs> they've given us a uh, 10%. So you can get 10% off your uh, orders if you use the discount code about... 10 which is a b o u t 10 about 10 maybe we we'll, we'll put that in the chat or something so uh that's the cmosboss.co.uk and the code discount code about 10 so go there about 10 so hit them up man because i'm telling you everyone i've mm. got onto this they've just been like yeah 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 it works like no, d have you yet. started yours yet I've left it at my girlfriend's. No, I've left it. Yeah, at my, yeah you knew I didn't because I'm looking all like glaky and underpowered. Be. And I'm, yeah, you could tell. Dandruff. <laughs> I've like still dandruff. got the dandruff. Trust me, dandruff <laughs> would be a myth. Yeah, once, once you get on the sea bus, dandruff <laughs> would be a myth. It's weird, bruv. You drink it, you know, like you make the gel and all that. And then, bam, it's like you can tell the days that you've had some and the days that you haven't. There's just a different mm. feeling going on within your system. Do you know what I mean? Um, so I, I think a lot of people should definitely get on that. It's got 98 plus different nutrients involved. And trust me, you ain't going to be disappointed, yeah. man. This shit, organic. Um, it's wildcrafted. Um, it's from the northeast of Ireland as well. And and so, you know, because I wanted to look into like, how do they, how do you know it is like for them to say that people can say that, but then how do you know it is? And what it is, is the fact that so people all over the world, they're like, yeah, if you're going to get there's sea moss and then there's Irish moss. And the reason why they call it Irish moss is it's only from Ireland. So that's actually the official lot. I've heard that some of the sea moss people are buying is like, you know, like some of these islands in the Caribbean and that. Like, you know, seaweed, sea moss and that might just wash up on the, the, mm. the beach, is it? Or it might even wash up on the roads. And some of these lot are just running along the road, <laughs> picking up sea moss and putting it in a bag, wash it up. Yeah, and selling you it to, yeah, 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 Irish moss, Irish moss. <laughs> like, what? No, oh, you're, back. You. you're back, I've got you back. Yeah. Yeah, Irish moss, Irish So when I heard that, I was like, wow. And then what people were saying is... um you know, the place where um, CMOS boss is getting, is sourcing their um, Irish moss, because there's no pollution there, so there's not, you know, there aren't no um, oil rigs or there's nothing offshore there. And also, how you know it's fresh and wild is the fact that the water keeps moving. So no matter what's going on, you know, all the shit gets thrown out of the way. You know what I mean? Like, but the moss obviously stays stuck to the, to the rocks and whatnot. And so, yeah, it's not picking up any of the pollution, man. And like I've had a few different sea mosses, and for sure, I'm not just saying. Otherwise, we wouldn't even say like, "Yo, would you be up for yeah. um, getting involved with the with the channel as well?" And so, yeah, you know, if we're gonna do any of this sort of thing, we want to work with people that we know. Um, for one, are independent, are real. They really care about um, what they the, yeah. the product they're putting out there, 
And then for two is like making sure we want to be able to like we have it and we feel the benefits. So we want everyone else to feel the benefits. You know, what I mean, I've been on it now the last since a um, couple of weeks before we had him mm. on the show. And it's like I've got the whole family on it and everyone's just like, yeah, the right is CMOS is banging. Do you know what I mean? So shout out to the CMOS boss, shout out to Terrain and Richie for yeah, getting involved yeah. with the show as well. Really appreciate that. And yeah, spread the word, man. Just let people know if you're going to get CMOS, get it from this place. It's organic and it's not even it's not even crazy expensive, man. Like literally, you know, you get a 10 pound bag of um, CMOS and it'll easily last you a couple months because, you know, you make the gel out of it and then you just need like a tablespoon every day or whatever or every other day. Um, and bang bang you know what I mean shout out to Locke we had a little chat about uh, preparation and whatnot. I think you should check out the show um, that we, we had them on if you want to mm. find out how to prepare it I, I tried both ways that they told us and I, I quite like using up the whole material personally so I, I, and now I've got into this thing of sort of boiling it up for mm. about an hour um, do you know what I mean? Just letting it go on a high boil and then turn it down as soon as it starts boiling. And then you got, but you can't, got to keep stirring it because otherwise you'll fuck up the pot. <laughs> <laughs> my first batch, yeah, my first, first batch kind of fucked up the pot. There's a whole lot stuck in the pot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, was, <laughs> I got fucked up there, you know? <laughs> but yeah, man, shout to the CMOS boss. Uh, once again, cmosboss.co.uk and you use the um, discount code about 10 to get 10% off any purchase. Back to the show. <laughs> right. Back to the show. My man, Theo. All right. So we've got into um, who you knew, how it got started, and where we're at with that and the idea behind it. So now, what I want to find out, uh, we've also done um, Ilbury Coalition as well. So let's move into the Receptor Records thing before we go uh, into the more um, up-to-date stuff. Uh, Receptor Records, that was obviously... Um, sort of the idea was to put out the music of the crew, right? Yeah. So the receptive records, you might say, is the, the organised version of Ilbury Coalition. Yeah, okay. So, um, and at the time, um, it was a friend of ours called Tom Tom Brown, a guy that we you know grew up with, we were hanging around with, and he was, he was part of the, the crew, and he created receptive records. And, um, you know, that label, and that was in 2003, uh, and that label put out um, albums like um, Cashmere in the Hour of Chaos and, and Raw Styles and uh, uh, Combine Mentals, uh, Fundamentals album and things like this. So uh, that was in 2003. Huge events. I mean, they, they, they put on an event at the at the Forum. I don't know if you remember this, but they brought over, as part of this uh, Receptive Records uh, event, they brought over Juggernauts and... Um, yeah. uh, Brooklyn Academy. They had just yeah, they had and I missed force. it, man. I where where it, was where was it? it. Uh, was that I the forum? It. Yeah, yeah, I was there. I, I, the I was forum, there. Yeah, yeah, Kentish yeah, Town. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah yes. that was I, um, at the time I was. Yeah, what was that? Because that's around two thousand and six, right, or late two thousand and five. Because I'd met, I'd uh, met. <laughs> um, uh, what's Brooklyn Academy? Ah, what's the rapper from Brooklyn Academy? Not Pumpkinhead. Ah, it's gonna bug me now. Hold on, let me get the names off and I'll remember. But so I, I'd met a couple of them whilst I was out there, um, and it's funny because it was uh, actually um, I went to like this hip hop night 
which was like a Latin, you know, Latino hip hop night. Um, yeah. I feel like it was it in BB Kings. It might have been was, in BB Kings. Was, or there, it... was there a band called Cultural Laundries at that event? I almost guarantee there there would be. You know, they knew Bobo from Cypress Hill, but they were London based Latino rappers, like working with delinquent habits and people like that. Yeah. Do you know what? There might well have been, you know. Block, there might well have been. Block McLeod. Um, but I remember seeing Block McLeod. That's it. Yeah, you know already. Block McLeod. So I've got, I think I've done a couple of tunes with him, actually. It might be, is it one or two? Yeah, I featured on a tune with. But yeah, I met Block McLeod at that event. And I was just gassed. I was like, oh my God, that's Block McLeod from Brooklyn Academy. So I was proper fanboying out. And then I feel like Harry Love was with me, you know. Because it was the time I met Harry out really? there. Yeah, I, w I was, because I used to go there and it would be like, sometimes I'd go via New York to go to Australia, you know, because it was more or less costed the same. So it's like, if I could do that for a week or two, and I feel like I'm one of these, but this might have been the time I stayed there for about three months. I was living in New York and uh, Harry came out and then we went there and then I was like, yo, that's that's um, Block McLeod, like, um, Brooklyn Academy, what, what, what? And then he kind of came, walked past or whatever. I was like, yo, gassed up. <laughs> you know, like proper fat boy now. You lot be like, right, Mike, calm the fuck down, man. What's going on here? And I was just like, yo, you know, and he was like, oh, cool, man. A guy from the UK who knows. Duh, 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 duh. And then we kind of hooked up and chatting and whatnot. And then um, I've forgotten what, there was another guy that was part of them. Uh, and he, you know, they were, so they were talking about like, they're going to be over in, um, the UK for that event. And I was fuming. I was fuming that I wasn't going to be there proper fuming, but I was saying to them like, yo, you know, do as much as you can to kind of, to let people know, because it was that sort of thing of like, they were more known for, um, you know, the sound, was it sound bombing or, um, what was the open mic thing? You know, there was a couple of events that went on, but then there was one or two albums as well that they were on and really killed it. But they were obviously like sort of late 90s, you know, early noughties sort of thing. And people might not never know nothing about them now sort of things. So I was like, yo, just give them a holler, man. Let people know what I go on. And uh, yeah, I was so fuming that I missed that, man. So fuming. Um, so that was Receptor Records. Um, and Teach was involved in that, right? Uh, you had a couple of the, um, some of the graphers were involved as well. Is that right? Uh, yeah, I can't, I can't remember. It's because I, I wasn't running Receptor Records at that time. This was mm. before my time. This was back in, what, 2005, 2006, or whatever it was. But it was, it was a, a, an mm. epic night, sure. Uh, there mm. were other events at uh, Dingwalls as well, you know, other big events that uh, Receptor did while Tom was managing it. So, mm. um, yeah, and they, they put out a few classic releases like uh, In the Hour of Chaos, uh, which was uh, recently uh, re-released. Crazy. Um, but currently, like, basically, in uh, 2020, because basically, uh, the, the thing that I haven't said is that, sadly, um, uh, Tom Brown passed away. So he passed away mm -hmm. a few years back, and we, we did an event uh, to honour his memory and we did it to raise money for the Calm charity, which mm. is uh, a mental health charity specifically for, for men and stuff like that. And, um, you know, at that point, um, you know, the, the domain had lapsed, uh, trademarks had lapsed for the label. 
And then um, Mr. Seinbeck, also known as Baron Seinbeck, uh, uh, artist as well as producer, mm-hmm. he wanted to he wanted to bring the label back. So he he put in a lot of work to literally bring that label back from the brink of extinction. You know, all the trademarks, the logos. There was a lot of work that went into bringing the label back, and that was in 2020. And uh, I jumped on board to to help him at that time. And then we, um, you know, there, there's been a few releases come out um, after that time. I don't know if I can, can I plug some of them now. Can I do that? Is that like of course. So what we did is we, we're still into vinyl. This is obviously before pandemic because uh, it's been, I don't know if you guys know, but it's like really difficult to get vinyls pressed at this, yeah. uh, at this time. Yeah, it's that. been really clogged up because everyone's sitting at home like, right, what should I do? All right, I might as well just press some vinyl. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. So, so yeah, we put out the uh, the physical of uh, Phoenix the Ice Fire and Husky Brown's Panacea album. So um, that's actually the digital release is on New Dawn Records, but the physical release was put out on Receptor Records and uh, Hoochie Noo was a nice. collaborator on that. And then we we also put out Mr. Seinbeck, who is the the label owner, uh, as well as the uh, a rapper and producer, he's like a player manager. Uh, that's his album, Boom Baplical. Mm. And um, it's a really good album. But as well as that, you know, there's other artists that we work with. And these other artists are ill-breed coalition people. These are people I've been kicking mm. around with since the 90s. So, you know, people like King Lats recently put out Receptor Don on Receptor Records, and then Tom Ryan put out Omnipotent. Um, and then there's, you know, there's, there's other uh, stuff coming from artists like Teach. And, um, you know, we're just, we're just trying to find our way as a, as a label, really, or, or, or as the, the relaunched label, uh, which was originally started by Tom Brown. Yes. So, um, you know, everyone... Uh, you know, it was so bad so to, 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 to lose Tom, him, yeah. but, you know, the label, exactly, exactly. Mm, that's wicked, man. Yeah. Yeah. Crazy, boy. Crazy, man. And so it's still going. Um, have you got any um, potential re- releases on the way? Well, King, King Let's Receptor Don just came out oh, right. within okay. the last few weeks. So. Oh, Receptor Don. Ah, yeah, done. Okay. So King Lats is the artist. So check it out. It's one on Spotify, all the digital channels. Um, Big up to King Lats, man. Foundation, bro. Yeah, we're, we're, we're currently, I don't know what we're going to do in terms of vinyl. Like we, we love putting vinyl out, but it's just been a bit tricky. So for now, we're just going to be putting mm-hmm. out the digital releases and potentially more vinyl releases when we can. Mm. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I've been hearing a lot about, uh, I was chatting to Strange, um, strange neighbor about that because he's quite obviously revogue records they do a lot of um vinyl and whatnot and he was saying man some of the waiting lists he's had to deal with um have been like for six months and shit like that strange strange neighbor has been has been a great help to us as well like i've been uh working closely with him and mm -hmm. he's been helping me out a little bit in terms of uh you know how to uh, connect with a lot of the distributors and things like that so he's been he's been really good and what i didn't realize was that Revolg Records, Receptor Records, people get us confused. So like I'm talking sort of some of the outlets and I'm saying, yeah, I've got some hot, hot vinyl like fresh off the press. And he goes, yeah, yeah, I spoke <laughs> to you like last week. I go, no, nah, that's Revolg <laughs> Records. 
this is reset the records but when you look at it it's but it wasn't uh revorg is also uh their one of their friends who died isn't it i think that's who they started the label because of a friend of theirs who died yeah i think that's it that's what was trevor someone called trevor so revorg is trevor backwards but i think that's yeah so yeah. Mm. Okay, you know what? I did not know that. Yeah, some shit you didn't that know is, nothing about. Something yeah, you might exactly. never know nothing about. Yeah. <laughs> it always happens here, bruv. That's what always happens. So, Revolve is Trevor backwards. Is. Yeah, yeah. yeah, okay, right the T. Yeah. And, uh, and also, that Revolve performed at the last Hoochie Knew that you were at, and their performance. They, they just did a little set no, um, as, as part of the, 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 the warm-up or the, the support acts, and they killed it, you know, and G-Bag was there, and that set, mm. they just smashed it. And I was thinking, gosh, I'll put them on for like 40 minutes because they were just killing it. So a uh, big shout-out to Revolve mm. Records as well. Yeah, dude, I love what they're doing, man. Like, I've featured on a, a few bits and bobs for them, man, and it's always fun yeah. working with them. Like, um, That's up, something toast. else you might... Yeah, big toast. Something else you might not know, they sponsor a football team. <laughs> Grover, hey, that's Revolt. it. Sorry, DJ Lock, yeah. Grover, yeah, yeah, yeah. Grover, yeah. Because I was about to say that. Yeah, it no, it's... it's I'm, <laughs> that's that's I why I moved on, yeah. Listen, I'm... I was like, listen, oh, so it's Grover back No, I'm not really, I'm not really, I'm not really. I would just use it when I... What are you going to do there? I'll just use it when I have to... Hey, okay. shout out to Bruce Rillis in the building. He says bits and bobs. Shout out to Blue Fliggy. Happy New Year, bruv. Shout out to Savash Sean Adams. Uh, Savash oh, Sean Adams. That's, that's my guy from Istanbul. He's locked in from Istanbul. He, he, grew wow. up in, he grew up with me in North London. He moved to Istanbul. So wow. a big shout out to Savash. Yeah, Sean. man. That's nice, man. Look yeah. at that. You're bringing some international viewership. Is that how you're going on, bruv? Always. <laughs> Um, what was I going to ask you? There's something I was going to ask you about that. Uh, Revolve Records, and so yeah, and um, how you uh, so how are you finding it? So obviously, you know, you you started the record label before the digital thing was really popping in. It was really like the thing. Like we've all had to sort of transition to getting excited about streams and whatnot, and how many we've done for the year and whatnot. How have you found that 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 sort of transition coming from a more physical world where, like you said, you were doing tapes, CDs and vinyl, and then now you're like focusing more. Obviously, it's easier in, t in terms of putting the stuff out, but then the get back is a little bit different, isn't it? It's slightly different. I just, because uh, I still, I, I don't, you know, I don't miss CDs and I don't, I don't miss tapes, although I know tapes have had a resurgence and people collect tapes. But with vinyl, mm. like, I just like to have, you know, the vinyls, I like to hold, to hold it and, and, and play it and have some sort of physical media. Like vinyl feels like it's worth it. You know, you pull it out of the sleeve and you put it and you play it. I love it. Um, so without that kind of physical release and just being pure streams, it's, I'm not saying it's hard to get excited because the music is fantastic, but um, I don't know. There's, uh, I, definitely, I definitely miss something about physical media, but for me, I, I still get it through vinyl. And if, if I could, put out a physical release for each album and we just put we drop uh, vinyl for all of the releases so mm. we might, we'll probably do that when things settle down and we might even do some sort of uh, compilation with all the receptor records artists on a, like a double LP or something at some mm. point so that would be good sick man yeah it's, it's really 
I, I admire people still, you know, because I always found like, I think it's just because I'm an artist. <laughs> Check Bluefoot. He says, no mini disc. Yo, Blue was the one who put me onto mini disc, man. <laughs> just bro, you got to get mini disc, man. You got to get mini disc. <laughs> Blue, it's Blue a shame, man. involved with UKHH.com as well, Bluefoot. Yeah, like I said, he was the one who told me people were trying to, you know what I mean, trying to tump me down. I only released like three things or something. People go, yeah, yeah my sister <laughs> fell off. It's all rappers, though. All rappers. They wanted there was, me to There was off. people who you was in I mean? there all the time. Like, there was names that was always, yeah. you know, like you had a list at the bottom that said who's active in the forum. Blue's name was in there quite a lot. Yeah, yeah it was a few yeah, people. I can't yeah, remember man. anyone else, but there was a yeah, few man. names that was always in the forum. Like, Baron, yes, Baron Samadhi, Samadhi, yeah. Baron Sam, Sam Baron. Samadhi, yeah, he was uh, wasn't he up north in it, Baron Samadhi? Yeah. I saw him perform oh, yeah. at uh, Boombat Festival. I saw him perform for the first wow. time live, and like, he smashed it. I was like, what? Because I recognized his name for the forums, and he was performing, yeah. and I was like, yeah, he smashed it. And he has a YouTube channel, I think, where he reviews computer games or something like that. It's pretty cool, yeah, 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 Pete yeah, Butcher. yeah. Uh, I think yeah, Gleam, Gleam, Sam, Beat Butcher, Beat Butcher. Stig. Stig, yeah, Stig, Stig, Stig was, yeah, Stig was a, com a computer guy, definitely, yeah, yeah, yeah. Ghost, ghost uh, yeah, Ghost, yeah, Ghost. I think it was a thing of like you know, it's that thing of um, obviously as well. You're this is something new. It's quite an innovative way of communicating with other people, and then you've all got something in common, which is the UK hip hop scene. And so it was quite beautiful to hear that. Oh, wow, there's a community of people <laughs> talking about it and that. <laughs> there wow, just, there's a lot of names tsunami. getting shouted out now. So, was Gleam, was you, was, was you in there, Gleam, Pepper back C. then? Yeah, I think he was, man. For him yeah, to be yeah, hell, yeah, hell, yeah. real enough for all these names, Hennessy, Crucifix. Yo, yeah, yeah man. You know, and I, I, what I loved it, because even though obviously hearing that, I was like, right, what people saying on flopping, but I was like, so what is it? <laughs> you know, and then Blue was like, oh, it's, you know, it's a chat, it's a forum, and people chat about UK hip hop. And I just felt like, oh, that's pretty cool, man. <laughs> that we, you know, there are people even talking about the scene anyway, because like it's always been a indie level. I was talking about this not too long ago. I think I sent a tweet saying, like, you could tell that. Um, what I was saying, if if people in UK hip hop had been initiated, yeah, if they'd been, you know, what I mean, blindfolded and uh, a stake to the heart, you know, what I mean, on on that level, making some form of sacrifice. Trust me, UK hip hop we, would be way bigger. But at the same time, by now, it would probably be, sound really stupid as well. So we're quite lucky. There's a lot of stuff being unearthed now about um, the hip hop world in America being infiltrated from quite a long time ago way before we've even understood and that's why you got a, there's all this weird sort of masonic um symbolism that goes on and now it's way worse than it was um but you know even through all the like boom bap stuff where you're like oh shit like <laughs> i didn't realize that this sign mm. meant that or you know what i mean so it's quite crazy but i i feel like we're quite blessed even though, you know, there's a lot of artists, a lot of people that should be way, should have been way bigger and should be way bigger than they are. Um, but, you know, we're starting to get to know that this music industry was way more infiltrated than we could ever have thought of. Do you know what I mean? So I think we're lucky that we're still able to say what we want, make the music that we want. And, you know, the people who care, care. So what? So, all right. I see Gleam saying I had battles with them, them lot. 
Did you battle? Oh, what battle live or where people? Because I remember there was this whole thing of people doing battles like you know, online, in it. It was like line for line, verse for ver- um, line for line, where you someone might rhyme two bars and then you'd rhyme two bars off of that, and it was kind of like a battle online battle. Was that what? Glenn's no, he's talking saying about he's there, got. Uh, that... He's saying he's got real audio files. So he's got audio files of, oh, of oh. him battling all those people oh, okay. on the forum. Yeah, is it? Yeah. That's nuts, man. Yeah, we might have to hear some of them, Glee. <laughs> we might have to hear some of them, boy. Yeah, see, you're more, you know what I'm talking about, man. There's, if you, I don't know if anyone bothered to check, you know, see, see, uh, see through the script. You, you'll see there's a lot of weird stuff that goes on. And you're like, oh, shit, I didn't even clock onto any of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Send them over, Gleam. MySdiggy at Hotmail.com. Let's let's have a listen to some of these battles, man. Crucifix as well, boy. That's taking it back, mate. Oh, I tell ya. Oh, I tell ya. Right. So yeah. So UKHH. Let's move into that now. How did you get involved in that? And um, what was the plan? So this is where obviously we'll bring in um, Defacer because I, I think he's quite a uh, quite. Um, what am I going to say? He, yeah, he basically without him, it might not have ran as smoothly, right? UKHH. A hundred percent. So big shout out to Defacer. So I'll just give you a quick sort of summary of UKHH.com because at the very beginning, it started in 1999. And 19, you know that, what? Ni- 1999. And, wow. uh, Mice, you know that because we did the 20 year anniversary party in 2019, which you performed yeah, at. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, so yeah. You, yeah sm- you smashed it. But um, at the beginning, so I wasn't involved. You know, I was I was a member of the forum, um, the the UKHH.com forums, under the name Spacone. That was my name, and I was I was like saying, "Hey, what's up?" and getting cussed the shit out of in the forums like everyone else. So, did you um, battle with Gleam? Audio battles with Gleam, or probably if I did, he would have battered me, no doubt. <laughs> But, um, but yeah, so that was in 99. So at the very beginning, UKHH.com was an amalgamation of two different websites. There was a guy called Martin Flat4 and another guy called Aussie BSC. I don't know these guys, but I know some of the history from Spoon. So these guys had their own websites, which they combined to make a website called UKHipHop.com. So originally, it was UKHipHop.com. Um, at that time, I guess people didn't really know about domain names and stuff, and I think that domain was lost. And then it was uh, those two websites were formed and added onto UKHH.com. Um, and then at, a little bit after those guys had had merged their sites together, you had Smithy, which people may know. He was running things back then with Spoon. Did his names ring any bells? Smithy and Spoon. They were they were man. They, were, they they ran the whole site. They were in the forums. You know, they were the administrators and stuff, but they they were running it from then. And kind of years later, in about 2008 or nine, they passed the ownership of the site over to Ghost. And Ghost was running it, you know, Music for Heads. He was running it. Mm-hmm. Um, but he was based the in producer, New Zealand. Yeah. And, uh, oh, wait. Got... So he'd already moved that to New Zealand by then? Yeah. So he was running the site from New Zealand. And... and uh, um, I, some some there was various kind of issues and eventually he handed it off to myself and the facer 
but before we took it on in about 2012, because at this time I was doing um, I was doing Huchinu, and obviously I'm, I'm I'm doing my my job and I'm I'm looking after my son and everything else. And then I said to Defacer because I was I was uh, approached by Smithy and Spoon about it, and uh, I said I said look we got an opportunity to to run UKHH.com. Do you, do you want to do it? It sounds like a lot of work. And uh, Deface was like, yeah, let's do it. Let's definitely do it. And I went, all right. And that was basically how we started. And then um, we took we took so, the site. Literally, Deface. So Deface started it and you 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 helped him out, basically. Yeah. So I, I sort of brought the opportunity and I said, do you want to do it? It's a lot of work. Do you want to do it? He goes, definitely. I said, all right, let's do it. And, and that's when we that's when we started. And at that time, it was a lot of, it was all written. It was all written interviews and articles and maybe a couple of music videos, not much. And then we started to, you know, film interviews and do a lot of uh, kind of recorded content. And just, we got we got the logo done. This logo here, um, that was designed by Graffiti Life. You know who Graffiti Life is? I don't know if you know. Um, but no, no. Graffitilife.co.uk, something like that. Check them out. The, the main guy over there, David, he's now a neon graffiti artist. Does massive mm. pieces on the sides of buildings, all in neon colours. Amazing. Mm. But David at Graffiti Life. And mm. um, so we rebranded. We went to Pure Video and we just changed the overall look of the site. Um, and that was in sort of uh, 2012. And then... Just a couple of weeks ago, we just rebranded, not rebranded, but we just launched a brand new website. That was on January 1st, 2022. We just launched a brand new, uh, new look website. Um, so we're just trying yeah. to kind of co constantly uh, change and, and update and refresh. So. What's the, so you launched a new website for UKHH.com? Yeah, on January 1st, just gone. Yeah, some numerology, yeah. What's that? Oh one, oh one, two, oh two, two. Is there any specific specific reason for that? You tell me. <laughs> I don't know. You're 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 on the front page. If you wait for a second, you're gonna see your face. Give it one second. The shape of an eight. Because <laughs> it adds up to eight. <laughs> for real. What am I doing on the front page, man? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Another, yeah. Well, there, there, there you go. <laughs> Oh wow, that's hilarious! Five twenty-one. So it's basically a revamp of the site. Yeah, we we that's revamped beautiful. it. We tried to modernise it. That that was an article I did with uh, with Blade. I caught up Maybe. with Blade about his mm -hmm. five twenty-one yep. channel, and mm. um, you know, just just talking to him. It's funny because I, I said to Blade, I said, if you could interview anyone alive or dead in the world, who would it be? And uh, he said, Maradona. Oh, I thought that was quite interesting. Yeah. Maradona, you know. Wow, if you want to know, if you want to know more, go to ukhh.com and read your plug. Yeah. Love it. Bye -bye. Yeah, man. Go get over there, mother lovers, and you know yes. what I mean. Let's build this up proper. I think it's time now as well. People really start fucking supporting our own. Do you know what I mean? Being that we're not. Shout to your mom. She said she believes it all. That's why she's laughing. Seeing as we're not, we ain't been infiltrated. Do you know what I mean? And I was there, I, I, like, there's a chance. you got to remember, some of our artists were on, like, commercial TV, CD UKs, and, 
You know, certain people were getting places where it's like, oh, wow, this thing might blow up. So we would, that was, that was, those were the moments where we were getting infu- infiltrated. Do you know what I mean? The majors yep. were looking at us and, boy, some of us might have had to trace on, you know what I mean, along that checkered flooring. Next minute, bam, some sacrifices. Oh, so-and-so's part. Oh, this and that's happening. And then people blowing up. You know what I mean? It didn't happen that way, but yo, a lot of us are still here. We haven't been tainted. <laughs> we haven't been corrupted, you know what I mean? We can still make the music we make. Think about it, man. Uh, boom bap, you know, like hardcore hip-hop is hard to come by uh, in certain countries now because they got infiltrated, man. They, they can't make the music that they used to, you know what I mean? Because they, they want to dumb the kids down. But luckily, you got Receptor Records, Revorg Records, you got High Focus. You got a bunch of different labels in the UK that no. can still, you know what I mean, do the thing and do it properly. <laughs> Man said, Lawrence Lindbergh said, Sainsbury's not give you a good brother. I did Sainsbury's without a manager. Without no, you know what I mean? You you're talking like that. I did it independently. So, you know, all these things happen, but I tread that water like the way I'm supposed to. And you know and I mean? anyway, the fucking the Sainsbury's vouchers dried up a long time ago. We they, they yeah, they're yeah, charging no they're charging mice for bags still now, so yeah man yeah they charge me for bags you know what i mean i don't get no hey i ain't even gonna get get into it like people don't even recognize me no more when i walk in there so that's how i know i'm not i ain't sold out properly yet i've still got work to do before i I got i still got sacrifices to make put on he's like yo yeah subway do you know what i did on subway i'm gonna because i think they used it on subway yeah they, we did a few different pictures. Um, shout out to um, uh, True Mendes. That was the first time I actually got to meet her as well. And if people don't know, we did a little online ad um, for Subway. And um, on, we did a few pictures in that. And one of the pictures I did, uh, do you know what I mean? The triple six. I did that because I was like, let me see if they use it. Bruv, they used it. <laughs> <laughs> that was the picture they used. I was like, wow, this is deep. So some people think I've been infiltrated. You know what I mean? They're like, right, how did you get that? They're like that. Brother, how did you get that Sainsbury's ad though? Like, what did you do? <laughs> like, yeah, man. Sometimes it is literally just down to the talent. That's it. There's nothing else. You know what I mean? And then they, they want to find out how how much how far you'll go. Do you know what I mean? Will you show us your bum? Go on, go on, show us your bum. If you show us your bum, we'll blow you up. Yeah, but if you don't do that, that's it. You stay indie, mother lover. <laughs> you got, you know what I mean? I've been indie for so long, it's it's normal to me. So you know, I just find it weird that I get to do all these little weird, like you know, the Renault thing recently. That was like a tune we'd done four years, uh, three years ago, or whatever, and then it gets picked up. So you know, it's interesting, man. But yeah, that that's this is why I'm starting to really um, appreciate uh, UK hip hop for what it is. Is because looking around the world, especially the US, um, even here in France, like Mother Love has got infiltrated. That's why the music, they've dumbed it down for the kids. So you're not really, you know, you don't really get to talk some sense and teach them the real. Do you know what I mean? But we're lucky, man. Like I said, I don't need to reel off the names again, but we we got artists out here that are still teaching. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Okay, so Man Set the Battles. Nice one, Gleam. Right. 
Yeah, yeah. See it there, Lawrence Lindbergh. Uh, make the man them cock-a-doo-doo-doo totally. Yeah, when I did cock-a-doo-doo-doo, that was like my middle finger to all of that. They, when people were trying to tell, oh, do this and do that. Oh, the UK wrap-up and the blah, blah, blah. I was like, yo, I'm not one of them. I'm not here for none of that. And let, furthermore, let me do this track. And the point of... So shout to Defacer, who we've been bigging up. Um, uh, he, we did the... Yeah, we did the video together. And we said we're going to go um, along you know, all the bridges of London. And the, I, the metaphor behind that was just me burning bridges. So there's a bunch of people in that industry world that was like in my ear, oh, much, do this, do that. And then bam, after that, I never heard from them again. So it was perfect. Cause I'm not, I don't, I did this just to have fun. Not to, I don't try, I'm not trying to get infiltrated, bruv. I don't want to blow up and be, everyone. you can't even go shopping and all that. It's like, what the hell, what kind of life is that, man? You know what I mean? But let's get on to more important things, man. UKHH. So what do you feel was the turning point in terms of like when you guys decided to take it on um, and then you, like you said, it was more about text. It was more about um, interviews um, and reviews and whatnot and albums. But then um, you, the idea of sort of doing music videos and all that came into play. And how did that come about? And I feel like that was sort of the turning point of when people started to recognize it for more than just what it was. Yes, I so mean, whose idea was that? It it was all it was all defacer self-taught camera stuff. You know, he went out and bought a camera, he taught himself how to use it, how to edit. And me, I was just a mouth. You know, I knew everyone in the scene. So I'd I'd hit someone up and say, Yeah, can you come down and do a bars video? And then defacer would film it and edit it and everything else. So I was sort of mm. the mouth and, and he was the tech. And uh, and that's how it all came about. So we started doing interviews and then he moved into actually filming people, not just bars videos, but actual music videos. And he's just gone from strength to strength. So, you know, we have bars videos, interviews and, and, and music videos. I mean, back then we were... There's, we were um, there's some kind of noise noise in the background. Do you yeah. Or is that no, I think it might just be on uh, Theo's maybe. Yeah. Um, okay, just, okay. Yeah. Yeah, just boiling a kettle in here. So. I think it was a really good idea because the thing about um obviously having a, a website and then branding that is like having your uh, your own content, not just the interviews and whatnot, but also, you know, like you're saying, doing the sort of bars videos as well as music videos for people. And I think that was a really important part that made it that was like the pivotal moment where it's like, okay, this is what we're about. Um and obviously, yeah, Defacer being who he is. So Defacer, let's talk about how you guys linked up. How did you get in contact with each other? Did you send him over from South Africa? Or what, what the hell? <laughs> how did you yeah. not link up, man? I, I ordered him online and I sent him <laughs> over. Because, no, um, I mean, I've got, I've got to say, he's, he's just he's, the, the energy and the, the, the skill and the talent and everything. But it was it was only by chance that we met. He came, he's listened to people like Jest and, and, mm. uh, and, and my studio, obviously, uh, back in uh, South Africa. But then he came to the UK via Australia. So he got um, completely into the Australian uh, hip-hop scene as well. That's mm. where he came across Rapper Tag and 360 in Australia. So then ah. he, he, exactly, yeah. So he, he, I bumped into him at a job just working at a random job and he's he's there working as well and um you know we, we sort of realized we're into the same music and then he's talking about 
chest and my stiggy and you know all this other stuff and uh and i was like well i do these i do these hip-hop shows and he was like you're kidding so i said come crazy. down well at the time the first show he came to was when we were doing a lazy habits launch party at the village underground in shoreditch yeah he yeah. came to that and he was like right oh, this is awesome sort of thing and he goes oh you ever heard of this uh, uh rapper tag stuff i go, no, no i never heard of it he goes is in australia there's a rapper called 360 and he started this this whole uh, phenomenon over there and he showed me a few of the rappers out there and some of the rapper tags. And, and I said, we should do that here. And so we, we launched it in the UK. Sick. And uh, there was a prominent uh, UK rapper at the time who uh, helped us kick the whole thing off. That's you. Yeah, right. So yeah. for anyone who don't know, it was, it was my studio that kicked off rapper tag uh, episode one, season one uh, in the UK. So, yeah, uh, man. That was really cool. And now we're, and and now if... we're three, three seasons deep. Um, so how many episodes have you done each seat, like season one and two so far? It it varies, but I think overall we've got about a hundred episodes, something like that, across three seasons. <laughs> it's something like that. And uh, we've done we've done mad stuff. Like we one of the rappers from Fly Tippers, which was one of the guys uh, that hangs out with Lunacy. Lunacy, yeah, um, yeah. I forget his DJ, name. is it Heritage? No, Chief oh. Weeks. His name was Chief, Chief Weeks, yeah, 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 yeah. And he, he goes, he goes, come down to where I work. I go, where do you work? He goes, I, I work at the local Chippy. We went into the Chippy while he's working, and he's rapping, and he's doing the orders, and he's making fish and chips. And uh, we just did loads of crazy episodes like that. There's loads of really, yeah. like really random stuff. Um, it, it's all on YouTube, so you can see it just put in Rapper Tag UK. If you put Rapper Tag, you'll get not only Australian Rapper Tag. You get UK rapper tag, and then I think you get Latvian rapper tag, and also uh, I think Arabic Bosnian. rapper tag. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. So it started to sort of uh, uh, spread all over all over the world, really. Yeah, it was an honour to like get involved in that because obviously you know Australia was like my second home. So when that popped up, I was like, oh, that's a really good because I knew about it, but then I was like, yeah, that's a good. <laughs> I don't know why I didn't think. Of that myself like to just start one here and the beautiful thing about it is it's sort of showing each other support it's like you can draw for a name that people might not expect or even they might not expect you to draw for them and then they'll be like oh shit my man rates me oh wow was it ever tricky this is one thing i wanted to know was it ever tricky with someone being tagged and then you kind of got a because you don't know whether they even know they've been tagged or not and then now you've got to say, oh, so-and-so tagged you in this rap. Would you be up for spitting some bars? Was it ever tricky trying to get those bars? Yeah, it was. <laughs> it was. You don't I have mean, to mention names. You can if you want, but no, what's, no, what, I, what have been some of the trickiest moments? <laughs> well, basically, we, we'd, have, we'd have situations where, you know, people are like, I know this, I know this rapper, or I know so-and-so. Fairly big name, and then it's like, uh, I'm going to tag him in. And I'm like, you definitely know him, yeah? Yeah, 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 he's my boy. Okay, cool, tag mm. him in. And then he tag him in, and then we go to that guy, and he goes, "Who, who's this guy to tag me in?" Kind of thing, and I'm like, "Oh my gosh!" So yeah, so we had we had to sort of, uh, you know, kind of tag someone else in. There's a few incidents like that, and um, oh right. People... Sorry, so you blatantly have to like just go, okay, well, forget. Here's look into this flashy light I got from the Men in Black, and then just yeah. move into the next rapper. 
but some of it, you know, some of it brought the season to an end. So sometimes if a season was sort of, you know, if the guy wasn't responsive or if it wasn't, if something happened, we'd let this season fizzle out and then we start fresh mm, and then we do it again. Well. Um, but we had, um, you know, those really cool uh, episodes we did, like Fallacy. Went up to to, to see Fallacy. And, Where um, was he in Gonchester? Was he in Gonchester yeah. then? Isn't it? Yeah, yeah. And at the time, I don't know why we did this, right? But me and the face, we bought a speaker, a massive speaker like this, and it had a, a kind of a stick that you pull up like a luggage for the airport. And then we're dragging this speaker around Manchester or Birmingham or whatever. And uh, we put the speaker, crank it up, and have like music coming out the speaker. And then the guy would rap. And that's what we did with Fallacy. So, so sometimes the sound was terrible, but the actual video is awesome. You know, like mm. Fallacy would come out into the car park and we go, where do you want to film this thing? And he goes, right here. I was like, cool. Put, uh, put the speaker on, put the tune, and he just delivered this bars in one take. And it's awesome. That was just, um, uh, yeah, Fallacy, a record tag season one is uh, is really good. The sound quality is not amazing, unfortunately, but that was that was one where I was just blown away because the, the speed of the delivery and uh, he didn't mess it up. He just delivered it and went. And I remember mm. saying to the face, I was like, I was like, did you get that? Did you, did you, it was a camera working. Yeah. Did you press record? <laughs> and uh, luckily he did. <laughs> did um, luckily. And then the, the, another one, the main one that I always think about is Young Gun. So I, I dragged Young Gun to the top of um, Heron Tower in Liverpool Street. Do you know Heaven Tower? It's got uh, Sushi Samba, Sushi Samba and all that stuff. You know mm. it? Mm-mm. Anyway, massive, massive tower in uh, in East London. And um, I managed to, to get in there. I was let in. I didn't, I didn't break in, obviously. But we got to the very top of this Heaven Tower and we filmed Young Gun rapping, you know, doing his his, uh, uh, his verse for, for Rapid Tag. And mm. we're like looking across the whole of London. You can see the Gherkin and like all the buildings. Wow. It's all online. It's all online. Now that I've brought yeah. attention to it, I'm sure it's going to get shut down. <laughs> but if you look for a rap, rapper tag, Young Gun, as he was going under at the time before Essa, yeah. um, that was that was a good one. The person who got me into the building to film that um, uh, episode nearly lost their job. So that's kind of where we were. Oh, yeah. shit. Yeah. Wow, bruv, I've got to give you some props, man, because it sounds like you lot covered some mileage getting these rapper tags. Like, people got to understand, it wasn't a case of rappers filming themselves and then sending you the video. It was like you and Defacer traipsing around the UK um, to get people, film them, and then head back home. And, man, that's like, that's dedication Mm -hmm. right there. You know what I mean? A lot of people wouldn't, they'll be, oh, yeah, just send us a video. You know what I mean? Like, I even feel like Rapper Tag in the other countries was more or less like that, wasn't it? It wasn't necessarily, like, one crew um, going around filming them. Um, so that's yeah. a lot of work, man. How ma- yeah. If you were to try and cover how many hours or, yeah, how many miles, sorry, how many miles you, you put in sort of covering these Rapper Tags, what would you say? Because you're saying there's over 100 yeah. <laughs> I mean, episodes. It, you know, we went, let's say, in one day, I can't remember if it was one day, but we went and we filmed... Capo, Fallacy, and Connie Con, all in one day. I think what? So you course. went from uh, Capo is in not, uh, not, not in them, yeah. And then, then you went to Manchester, 
I think it was two in Manchester, but even Conny, so, yeah, Conny, Manchester, different, different yeah. parts of Manchester. Yeah, yeah. So we had to go Conicon, um, and then Fallacy, and then and then Capo. And uh, I think we went as far as Middlesbrough. But we didn't we didn't cover Scotland, unfortunately. But if if someone in Scotland had been tagged in, we would have gone there and we would have filmed. <laughs> Jeez. Um, yeah. So we're trying to we're trying to put more focus on some of the rappers in places like. Scotland or, or Wales as well as as well as England. You know, we're trying to make sure that UK HH is covering the, the, the you know the whole island. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Crazy man. I enjoyed that rapper tag as well because it put uh, that was the f- that's probably the first buzz like I didn't write down. Like I was like, let me try this Jay Z shit, man. Let me try this, Jay-Z. you know, and it and it kind of it came off as I wasn't sure at first, but I was like, yo, come. But for me, it takes too long. I prefer writing my shit, man. <laughs> Trying to remember all the days, like, yo. But yeah, it's, it's a beautiful thing, man, to put together the rapper tag thing. And I definitely hope it carries on because there's a lot of um, new artists now. Um, we call them new, but, you know, they're artists that weren't around sort of in the noughties and whatnot. Um, they might, you know, they've obviously put out bits of material here and there. But So I'm sure the rapper tag can keep going because of that. Do you know what I mean? And were there ever times like singers were getting involved in that as well? It wasn't just rappers, or was it all just bars, bars, bars? No, it was it was it was bars. I'm trying to think if there's anyone like that. I don't think there was anyone that would do the kind of the rap singing stuff or, or just singing. It was it was bars. It's just rap stuff. Yeah. It makes sense. But, it's rapper tag. Yeah, it was funny because ever... otherwise it could you know it could it might go off on a tangent. You know, I guess we have to put some sort of rules in place yeah. yes i mean you you know you could, there's a it sounds like there's an option there for singer tag but you know <laughs> um shout out i guess that's the face art is uh ukhh.com says broke down on the way back from manchester that's it <laughs> yeah that that's actually i was gonna i was gonna tell that story so like after we filmed all of those you know connie con and everyone we're, we're driving back on the motorway and suddenly the car starts to slow down and the face goes we slowing down for I said, no, I, I don't know what's happening. And then I realised I just forgot to put petrol. So I literally broke down in the middle of the motorway on a Sunday when we had work at nine the next morning. So, uh, so yeah, I, I, I do stuff like that. Um, how did you sort it out? You can't leave us hanging, man. How did you sort it out? No, I had to call the AA. I had to call the AA and then, uh, you know, say, oh, I've run out of petrol, you know. Yeah, it was not, it was not my finest moment. Mm, mm. Boy, but still going strong, man. Thanks still going friends, strong, man. bruv. Yeah, <laughs> shout to, yeah, man. Shout to Defacer, man. I mean, bruv, literally, man. Uh, like, it's hard to think of how many other people have, have done the amount that you've done in that space of time. Do you know what I mean? And the thing is, as well, is you're quite, a, you're very humble about it. Like, a lot of people wouldn't know. You know, like even for us, it was like, oh yeah, we know you for this, this, this. Like, oh yeah, this and this, you know, things like that. So man, mad props and like, I can't even put into words how much I respect um, the effort you put in for the scene. Do you know mm. what I mean? Like, obviously from from the idea of doing Hoochie New and and it not just being about um, UK hip hop um, as a genre, but also things outside of it connected to it. But then deciding to take on something like UKHH.com, which is um, that's quite a feat. You know, I remember chatting to the other guy who, um, when he, because he was telling me, he was a little drunk sort of ramble about how he started it. And then 
the fact that it was just a bit too much for him and he was just so happy that you, you know, someone had taken it on that really had a passion for it as well. You know was, what that I mean? the, was that at the event? Was that Spoon? Yeah, because I'm, that's why I was saying that to you, like, because he was breaking down how, like, yeah, you know, originally it started this way and, and, it, and but it was the fact that I just felt that, you know, he was really um, thankful that someone had carried it on and then the fact that you've taken it to levels that it wasn't at before. Like, everyone knew about UKHH to a certain extent, but then I feel like what you did was brought the live element to it, as well as the fact that it was a, it was branded more because of the fact that you're doing uh, videos independent of, you know, you're doing videos for independent artists. Um, and on. So, you know, I just feel like more people should really support it and not... There was a little stigma with the name, you know, that people, oh, UK hip-hop, man. It just, you know, why do you have to call it UK hip-hop? Why don't you just call it hip-hop? Because it's like, bruv, because it's from the UK? Like, <laughs> I don't see the problem with calling it UK hip-hop, but I don't understand why people have a problem with that. What do you think that's about? Before we go, because we're, we're coming up to the hour. Yeah. Yeah, you know? I mean, it's all, it's all hip-hop music, obviously, but we just we just wanted to concentrate the site on music coming out in this country, so... Mm. UKHH seems to be applied as the genre, and UKHH.com is, is obviously the website. Mm. So, um, can, I, can I say a few things before cool. we go? Like, I don't know yeah, time man. Got, yeah. Go so in, bro. I, just want, I just wanted to say that obviously, uh, UKHH.com, we're always looking for writers or contributors. Yeah, so, if you, know, if you can write uh, or if you want to be involved in some way, um, then get in touch and email us at info at UKHH.com. Um, no, as, well as, that, as well as that, as well as that, buy our merch, you know. Uh, mm-hmm. So you can go UKHH.com, you can get some of these tees or hats or whatever. And um, can I give some Yeah, yeah, yeah. Plug yourself. Simple. Plug away, right. please. Just Say tell, as tell as us can, where man. we can find you, where we can find your friends, where we can find you, you know, just just plug away. Man. Yeah, great. Your shoe yeah. size. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, so obviously, um, you can find me anything at Hoochinu or anything at ukhh.com, but it's well, literally D-O-C. anything. Uh, <laughs> uh, but like Twitter, uh, Instagram, Facebook, whatever, Hoochinu or ukhh.com, but it's ukhhdotcom, like dot com written out. Um, and then yeah, just I just want to give some shout outs if if you don't mind. Yeah, man, um, go in, bro. So, Big shout out to the Facer, Kieran, everyone at UKHH.com, um, my girl Ling, the Young Lion, the IBC, Reset the Records, everyone at Acoustic, Nutsack, and obviously Dan DNA and My Stiggy, legends in your own right. Thank you so much for, for, for having me on the show. It's been a lot of fun. Nah, thank you, bruv, man. Foundation, it's beautiful to start the year off this way as well. I think that we... I have to give our flowers to the people that deserve it. And you're definitely one of them people. Defacer as well, man. Defacer, like, I just love... The guy is... He's willing to go anywhere, do anything at any time. And that's my type of people, man, that don't give a fuck. It's like, yeah, brother, however long this takes, let's do it. Like, we've shot a couple videos. And they may have taken longer than they're supposed to, but the quality is always there. Do you know what I mean? And that for me, that's what it's more about, man. Like I said... I'm not really about that whole trying to blow up and be famous and because it just seems like a weird... I don't think it's natural, if I'm honest. I think it's a bit weird. But I think when you're passionate about something, um, especially art, 
and you're willing to take it to places that you know you might lose a little sleep or you might have to spend a little money that's to me that that means a lot more than you know what i mean all of the fame and whatnot and the glory because um it shows integrity you know and it shows that this art means a lot more than just like i just want to be rich off of it you know what i mean we know that that's just uh that's a construct anyway do you know what i mean so bruv enough love man once again we reel this off shout out to theo spaconi man huchino ukhh.com rapper tag receptor records yo and ill breed coalition see i always feel like i'm saying it i'm just not saying enough <laughs> <laughs> that is so much brother man that is so much man mad respect to you brother and hopefully we could do it again man if you got yeah. anything coming up just let us know and we'll plug it for you as well man yeah I'd love to come back and I'll definitely let you know. Stick, stick, stick Salute, around um, for a couple of minutes, Theo, afterwards. Just have a quick chat. All right. yeah, yeah, man. Shout out to Lawrence Limburger. He says, UKHH has been emblazoned in my brain since a teen. Such graft, such long t- longevity, massive props. Uh, Gleam says, salute, Theo. Yamor says, big up, UKHH, all the crew. Yeah, man, enough love. Kenny Rebel, the same thing. Huge respect. IBMC says, salute. Nice one, JM, dropping the diamonds, the gems up in there, man. Theo, please keep going, man. Without people like you, we don't know where. We... Yeah, some people might have been infiltrated by now. <laughs> Let's say that, yeah. <laughs> um, look what you're doing for the young guys like Prospects, man. Like, shout out to Defacer. The video, the music videos you lot are doing for them. And those guys are super talented. Like, we had them when we was on Food Bar Radio, we had them on. And I was just like, yo, these kids can rhyme. You know what I mean? It's refreshing when you got like teenagers that are spitting like, you know what I mean? Like it's the 90s again type thing where it's like, yo, I've got to outdo this guy here. You know what I mean? It's not like, I don't know what other thing that the Yeah, it's none of that. It's like buzz. So yeah, man. Appreciate you, brother. Thank you, man. Yo, Thank you, shout out to the crew that were locked in. We appreciate each and every one of you, mother lovers. Shout out to Blue Fliggy, UKHH, Nice One, JM Gleam, Lawrence Limberger. Shout out to Inspired Empire Recordings. Oh, man, I didn't even see that name there. Shout out to Yamor, um, Kenny Rebel. Shout out to PLK. Yo, happy new year, mother lovers, man. We're glad to see you lot back with us we'll be back again i believe we'll be back again next week isn't it yeah i think i leave from so on thursday so i can do wednesday night um i know we're probably rehearsing but you know what i mean so i might have like the little croaky voice you know what i mean i might have my sexy um, voice on uh, yeah yeah so then you could call me mice and beckford you know what i mean yeah but then, well, all right maybe not then you know tyson but yeah <laughs> yeah we appreciate all you lot locking in We'll be back again next week for some more shit you might not never know nothing about. That was Theo Spaconi. My name is Mike Stiggy. That's Dan DNA. Shout out to Black Einstein, by the way. And IBMC. But we're out.